Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. It's been a little bit since the end of the Ahsoka series over on the Plus, and we feel as though enough time has passed to sufficiently digest what we've watched and give some sort of coherent opinion about the latest addition to the Star Wars saga. Well, that and we've both been busier than one-armed paper hangers with a meth addiction. At any rate, it's time for us to run down our predictions and see who's right and who's wrong. Actually, if we're being honest, it's more like who's wrong and who's wronger. But anyways, we've got it all here in this episode 144, Ahsoka Real or Jabroni Returns. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who is doing his damnedest to change his HOA rules so he can finally achieve his dream of raising llamas indoor for fun and profit. He has been my partner in EDC for over two decades and was recently given his black belt in knitting. I give you the man they call Tim. Predictions. Yes, predictions. Pain. <laughs> that was a real nice explosive. You just blew someone's ears out who was listening to this with like AirPods. Uh, greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? Well, the dumpster fire. That's a loaded question. I've turned into a dumpster fire train right now. Choo choo. Woo woo. Pulling into the station. Woo, you smell that? Oh boy! <laughs> is there any music uh, accompanying that, that that train as it flows? Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> if you gotta be on a dumpster fire train, you at least ought to have some tunes. Ah, <laughs> uh, there, there, sir, is is an individual who is not a dumpster fire right now. If anything, he is hotter uh and and hotter each week with uh, the crowds Let here me talk so. to indeed la night setting the world on fire with professional wrestling good god i just want this music playing wherever i walk would you say it's glorious let's not let's not mix themes right now sir all let's right. Uh, uh, see, Uncle Todd's in his groove right, right now. He's he's happy. Oh, he's so good, man. That's so it good. Is. Like it every is. so often, I mean, I know wrestling entrance music is not so, everyone's cup of tea, but every so often you come across one where you're like, "That's genius." Yes. And, and two Saturdays ago, uh, WWE had their paper, their premium live event. They're calling them yes, now PLEs. Uh, Fast or pile, as I like to call it, or play, um, <laughs> which is the Please. reverse. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that like a Sesame Street skit or, or a Simpsons skit? It's like you, you know they they tried to write like help on, on on the beach, but they wrote it backwards, thinking that that's well. It, it was Simpsons, probably the Simpsons, and it's like ple. What is ple? <laughs> it's like P L E H. <laughs> Sounds about right. Anyways, uh, but uh, but when Triple H got up there for the uh, the. Uh, post-event conference um 
and uh, or, or the media scrum afterwards. When he starts talking about L.A. Knight, he's like, can you believe 12 months ago this guy was Max Dupree? <laughs> he was like basically like, you know, just just, you know, just gushing about how much this guy has done in, in a 12 month period going from some yeah. crap, going some going from some crap gimmick and in, in just, you know, taking what he once came in as and, and just making it his own and, and just, yeah. oh my gosh, guy is just just fire. He's just fire yeah. when he gets out there. But anyways, he's got everybody saying L.A. Knight. That's right. Whose game is it? All right. Well, uh, (laughs) shall we jump into the Week in Geek? Week in Geek. Feels so funky. Oh, yes, please. And please feel free to steer me as I go off the rails on this one because this is going to be an interesting episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uncle Todd but, is is feeling good, uh, or 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 is is looking. Make for, it sound for, like I'm medicated. <laughs> He's feeling good. <laughs> He's doing very well. This is this is a respite from the dumpster fire drink. So he's. I got he's him a Thorazine. I got him a Thorazine milkshake. Uber eats over. It's going very well with all the pills oh, that he's taking. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. And that, well, and that Snoop Dogg d- d- humidifier that he's using uh, seems to be working very well. Indeed. Indeed. As a matter of all fact, right, Red Man right just in. moved into his basement with him. Let's just jump right into uh, Tales from the Fantasy Gridiron, as we are oh, wanting no, to do. No, no, no. You're, you're just so nice to me. Now, why are we doing this? Absolutely. Why? Well, it's been why? a couple weeks. I want to bring everyone up to date no, on and they've, uh, they've been the travails. Blissful weeks. Blissful, blissful weeks in my life. Quick slants, my, my fantasy team. Uh, currently, right now, uh, over the last couple weeks. Didn't you uh, take one that from an adult feature that was back from the 1990s? No, not at all. That was from the oh, okay. uh, John Madden. Uh, actually, goes Sounds all the way like back to probably the first game. Um, but nonetheless, uh, last two weeks, uh, two weeks ago with a win, uh, 156 to 151. Last week with a loss, 135 to 185. Right hmm. now, I am hmm. uh, basically uh, hmm. up by one point. Uh, and it is all hanging on my opponent's uh, defense uh, is, is what's in play right now, and it is Dallas, so I'm feeling confident that the win is locked up uh, with a one-point victory, which will put me back at 3-3. Three and three. Uh, I am in the basement hmm. of our league. I am, I'm in eighth place. Eighth place, but here's the thing. Third through eighth place, we're all two and three. So it's mm-hmm. it's all based on how many points you have scored. So uh, at, at this point, to determine that that ordering. So looking to uh, you know basically even up and uh, you know once again once again make my journey toward fantasy glory with uh, racking up a few wins after that. So yes. uh, your fantasy glory of as I predicted a 500 season. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Oh, 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 you're going to be sub 500? I'm no, sorry. I'm, I'm going to be way above 500. I'm a little, I'm a little way above. How many games way you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, we how long have, is the schedule? Is it 12? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. We have nine games left in the season. I could still go oh, 12 and 3. Nine games left. Okay. Yeah, nine games left. Still could go 12 and 3. Still I'm still saying 500. All right. Book well, it. that is uh, a little 
update on how my fantasy team is doing. Uh, moving on from the fantasy gridiron over into the world of professional wrestling. A uh, little oh, update wait, from we... a couple... Oh, is that going to be the lead-in now for that? All right, there we go. Uncle Todd, is, he's grooving. No, this he is, is just anything done. wrestling. I'm using the using right. excuse for this Sounds song. Good. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Edge, a.k.a. Adam Copeland. This is not his theme song and is no longer even the company he's in. Uh, you think but, you uh, know him, but you don't. Yeah. You don't. A couple of weeks so ago, did you know that? Uh, did you know that his wife apparently voiced the yes. that, which is interesting that you heard a WWE under contract WWE uh, personality on AEW. That is true. That is true. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the band that uh, oh, Altered Bridge. So Edge apparently, uh, I guess Altered Bridge owns his theme song, and so he gets permission from them. Uh, you know, in terms of where he can use it, and uh, they 100% approved him using it for AD. So it was kind of cool Ooh. to see him come into his to his theme music. So, oh yeah, you know it's really funny. I found this out uh, a few months ago. The reason why the Hardy Boys always had their theme song, it's stock music. Is it really? It's stock music. You can go out and buy the rights to use the Hardy Boys theme, whatever it's called. No kidding. But that's why no matter where they go, they always have the same theme song. I'm like, that's kind of brilliant and also a little sad that WWE is like, yeah, just get something off of, you know, Pond. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. You know, Pond 5 or whatever it is. I don't want you to spend any more than $10, all right? Three fifty, like they didn't even get exclusive rights for it. Like that's the thing. That's like crazy. they just bought it and they're like, eh, we'll just. Who? They're not going anywhere. Oh crap, they are. <laughs> I see a real future anyways. for those Hardy Boys. All right. Well, a- anyways, uh, Edge, aka, uh, I've totally delayed say, this about five minutes, Adam. Uh, yeah. So when when Uncle Todd complains about how long this episode is, just think back to these moments when he, you know, yeah, there he goes. He's he's enjoying his elixir. All right, when Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge, from uh, WWE, uh, debuted a couple weeks ago uh, at at an AEW event, uh, coming in uh, at the end of, which, by the way, I don't know if you've seen any clips from this, uh, from Christian's uh, title defense against, um, oh, God, why does my brain do this? I forget the guy's name now. Anyways, his old partner, Christian, was defending the TNT Championship. Um, he basically Wasn't goes that, that goofy, goofy guy with like different eyes and and like yes, he's it's like a discount. Um, what's the what's the guy from the friggin' Judgment Day? Uh, uh, Ballard. Uh, Ballard. He's like a yeah, he's like a discount demon character kind of thing. Yeah, let me just it's like um, the off price uh, outlet version of that. But yeah, it was yeah. it was against Sting was involved because you know apparently Sting can't get enough of bumps in his like sixties. I just it, it drives me nuts. Oh, Darby Allen, that's what his name was, ah. and, and uh, it, I think it was a best two out of three falls match. And uh, I mean, Christian did this insane bump. You got to look it up where he's on the edge of the ring. He's mm. got Darby up in this like. Death Valley driver sort of thing. There's the ring steps on the floor and he jumps down and just dumps him shoulder first onto the, I mean, there was very little room for him to protect himself in any way where he's not actually feeling some pain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's where club immense pain comes in, but that's an immense amount of trust. (sighs) You tell me an immense amount of trust to put in another human being. 
It is. I, it I is. don't have that level of trust with many people. <laughs> you know what? I trust you, though. I trust you enough to take a rock bottom in a backyard <laughs> that was uneven. Roots were exposed. I had no idea that's, what I was doing. And, that's your uh, own effing fault and idiocy in action I, right there. I think there. that's why my I'm lower sorry. back is stiff now. That's why when I was Probably. walking in D.C. last week, uh, as, as I'm walking you know, surveying the peoples and, 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 and the Washington mall. And I'm, and I'm asking, you know, my wife to take a, a break sitting on the bench. Cause my, my lower back is stiff. It's like, good Lord. You're welcome. Uh, hey, it's not my, well, not my fault. You're foolish. I'm sorry. One too many <laughs> bumps. One too it's many not, bumps. It's not like you just met me that week. You had a couple of years to go on that one. Well, I also had a couple of beers, I think too, when we did that. So. Oh, I think you did. <laughs> If I'm remembering right, I don't think either of us were feeling any pain at that point. Oh, we were not. We were running on I think we might have emptied the beer, cooler on that one. A little bit of adrenaline. You just All lucky right. I didn't catch you into the fire pit. That is true. That is true. <laughs> uh, don't don't need to be doing any sort of Mick Foley, you know, o- over in Japan deathmatch sort of deals. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I don't need to go there. Good Lord Almighty. But, but uh, think Edge. about the pop. Edge uh, comes out during that match uh, with Christian and, Dar- Christian and Darby Allen and, uh, you know, lays waste uh, to all of Christian's underlings after he uh, wins the match. Uh, to, you know, the c- crowd goes crazy, uh, you know, re- really excited to see him. It was kind of cool to see him. I did find other live shots. Uh, it was almost like these memes that people posted on Instagram where uh, you see him come out like like. When, when you look at the actual like TV, you know, like YouTube clip of him coming out, the camera, I think, is looking down where you have like um, he, he's walking from left left of the frame down down the ramp to where the ring is, which is on the right side of the frame. Well, they there were some people who put on Instagram the reverse shot where you're going the other way and you see all the empty seats in the arena and the text they put up is like, oh, boy, did I make a mistake? <laughs> That's the old WCW trick. Put all the people on the side opposite the hard cam. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it it was it was interesting to see him in a different place and and he seems very energetic and excited to be there. Uh the the thing that is kind of being noticed though is is really even with his presence, there isn't I think the ratings bump that they were kind of hoping for from a TV perspective. Um you know, he he definitely seems to be filling in uh, the role that CM Punk was playing as kind of the 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 veteran who wants to work with the younger guys. And and admittedly, there are there are and, and he said this in in the the post event you know press conference that you know he, he's really excited about all the various uh, you know potential match pairings that have never really happened with him. You know, he's never fought Samoa Joe. Um, you know, he's never been in the same ring with you know Kenny Omega. Um, I, I think there, there's a lot of really interesting matchups that can happen and, and a lot of different things for him to do, which, which is exciting for him. Um, Triple H during the Fastlane, you know, uh, press conference afterwards um, had nothing but positive things to say. You know, he was asked that question directly by one of the press members of, you know, his thoughts on Edge leaving. And he was very complimentary to him. He's just like, look, it, 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 it was time. You know, like we just both felt we had we had done all we could really do together and he wanted to pursue that and he and you know, he gets it he's like you know it's he, it's a tough business and you got to do what you know works for you and and so this is what he had to go do and um and it was just the right time for both sides to part so um 
you know, and, and I think too, there's also a sense that, you know, he's, he's in his, you know, he's in his late forties, he's going to be 50, you know, pretty, pretty soon here. And how much, you know, mileage is this guy going to get out of, of wrestling, you know? So, um, yeah. so anyway, so I, it was exciting to see, I haven't been as glued to AEW even with his return. Um, but, but I, I, I am curious to see how they're going to use him. And, um, and it was interesting to see, even though he's probably a more stable presence than, you know, with, with CM Punk being there and a lot of the backstage drama that happened. Um, but it does seem well, like it's not exactly, you know, bringing the eyeballs that they had hoped. It's only been a couple of weeks. Give him a couple of weeks. Well, last week, Tony Khan decided to go crazy on Twitter, apparently. And, uh, like, you know, we're starting to see now that it may not necessarily have all been just punk because uh, hmm. it was Title Tuesday that went up against NXT, which was fully loaded with The Undertaker and Cena and oh, your geez. man. Oh, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. Oh, Let's hey, play sorry. It. There it is. Special guest referee. And uh, apparently, shockingly, WWE uh, or NXT, I should say, uh, you know, quite commandingly trounced on AEW's title Tuesday uh, in the ratings. Uh, and, and Tony Khan uh, basically, like every day thereafter, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just kept tweeting out or, or I don't know what it's called now, Xing out. Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> I don't. But, but yeah. But sending out into the world these these just just ridiculous you know statements about you know kind of whining about how how they had to wheel out Cena and Undertaker to do it and had to do this and that and da 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 and it was just like okay was was Punk really all that off his nut when it comes to <laughs> so here's the thing okay here here's the, here's the thing it's like you almost have to go back to NFL USFL days. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing when you're the upstart and you're kind of you're doing something different and you keep separation and you don't try to directly compete when you directly try and compete. You then have the a the direct a B test, the direct Pepsi challenge, if you will. And that's what you don't want. You don't want it because at the end of the day, as 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 much as AEW fans liked AEW. There's not a steady hand there. So yeah. anything that they yeah. might dig can go away real quick, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, so they did that. It was mostly just like, yeah, and here's what we can do. Mm. It's, you know, it's like, oh, it's, yeah, they had to, oh, they had to do this, they had to do that. And they could because that's who they are and they can. And it just goes to show just how far away you are that their C show can mm -hmm. bounce your ass with just adding a couple a couple of you know their main stars and then a couple of you know folks who in one case like a dude who's been out for a long time but looked like a million bucks holy crap did the undertaker i mean they got to stop doing the bike thing especially when your entrance ramp is approximately 15 yards long yeah but you know the um oh wait i've got visitors uh oh Hey, what's up? Hi. Hey. I'm in bed. Okay. Why are you yelling? I don't know. Because I got my headphones on. Tell it's because you're playing that theme music the from way, L.A. Night. By the way, we're on the podcast right now, so you want to say hi to anyone? No, you want to do any shout-outs? I'm good. You sure? Yeah. All right. Oh, I got a, I got a joke now. Uh, 
You what? I found a quote. Um, joke you found a joke for your chemistry teacher? Yeah. Tell us. No, thank Tell you. us what it is. Come on. Where do bad rainbows go? Where do bad rainbows go? Where? Prism. Oh. It's a light sentence. <laughs> it's a light sentence. Hey-o. That's good. It's a light <laughs> sentence. That's oh, you know that, very I like nice. the follow up. Very, very good. Nice. Very good. I like that. All right. Good night. Love you. Well, we're using that on the show. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, sure, you, your daughter brings the comedy. <laughs> she, some jeans. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, Undertaker. Like they they bring him out, and I'm like, all right, fine, cool, because it's always nice seeing Taker. And then you realize, mm. oh, Taker really can't move very well, and oh, Taker's been Taker's been Man. taking a lot of little Debbie snacks since he. Since he called it quits, he got the taker belly, and well, then I, he goes and he smacks this dude, and that mm. I, what was his was it Braun Braun uh, Braun Breaker, that dude sold like nothing. Even Taker for a second, you, if you like freeze it, you can see Taker's eyes go wide. Like, damn, I'm that good. Oh wait, no, yeah. he's just that good at selling that punch. It looks yeah. like a million bucks. It did. Looks like it did. everything. Oh, made the take punch look like, like a like, million bucks. Oh. Taker looks like he needs some hip surgery or something because that oh, poor yeah. guy. Like, yeah, I, and I said this to you, it like when he started to get off the bike, you could see him wincing. Yes, and then yeah. they cut away a hundred percent from him into the crowd, mm-hmm. and then they didn't bring the camera back to the ring until he was in the ring. Which I'm yeah. wondering if he is just noticeably not moving very well because even when he went and he turned to all the sides of the ring like you could tell his balance is not terrific oh oh like when he threw his hands up like uh, yeah uh, the ring oh yeah something was off like you you could see like he just isn't himself physically which is sad but it's one of those not surprising even larry bird man and uh you know just to compare apples to oranges uh you know I remember him talking, telling someone, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to live all that long, you know, or I'm not going to live past whatever. And he's just like, yeah, guys, you know, big guys don't live that long, you know? And it's, it's kind of true. Like if you're an athlete and you are a big fella, that's a wear and tear. And it's, you know, that, and, and good Lord, God knows Taker's been through a lot. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if he needs a couple hip surgeries and that, you know, it's, it's rough, which, it's nice to see him, but yeah, that is hard to see it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, nothing, nothing to brag about when you, you know, when you're getting smacked around by the C show from the competition, and, no, and then trying to no. play it up like, oh, they had to do this. Like, dude, you can't even compete with any of the, either of the top shows. Yeah, and then then they just then they just show that they well, can destroy you with their C show if they feel like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's uh, and it's going to be interesting too because with I think SmackDown's TV deals coming up with Fox, and if they move to, I think they're already on. I think they're already on USA because the 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 clip that I was talking to you about uh, with Reigns and LA Knight that was uh, it was posted on the the WWE on USA um, YouTube channel. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to check that. <clears throat> I'll have to check that. Yeah, because there was talk that if they move from Fox, then yeah, that's right. I think USA did pick them up, which means yeah, Raw I mean, was going to go somewhere else. But I but, think it was going to go mainly to CBS or whatever, whoever yeah. Peacock is. 
Yeah, so something like that. Well, anyways, all, all that being said, they were talking about maybe shifting SmackDown to like Wednesdays, which would go right up against AEW Dynamite. And I mean, that's not even going to be a competition. I mean, they're they're so hot right now. Just be um, a paintbrush. And I'll I'll have to send you a link to to that article I was telling you about on Cage Side Seats. But the, one of the guys there put a great piece together around how. Triple H, as head of the creative, has created these amazing options for for matches coming. Like, like you can just see mm-hmm. that he's just kind of growing through the stories they're telling. So many different ways they can go. They're they're going to go Reigns oh, yeah. and LA Knight. There's Reigns and Cody that still is there. They've now done this thing where Kevin Owens has gone to SmackDown, and how does that now play out? Because you know, now essentially Jey Uso is the reason that Sami Zayn has been separated from him. Jey Uso is now undisputed tag champ. Um, and so do we see Sami start to go to the dark side because now the guy that he was rallying behind is kind of the reason a lot of things have not worked out for him this year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's just amazing how, how rich and deep it all goes because now they oh, yeah. can create some really, you know, compelling, main events with all these different guys and they're not just like limited to, to two, you know what I mean? So anyways, it's no wonder about that, edge uh, though, but see, this is representative of him going to AEW because you just end up talking about the other side. <laughs> well, but the fact is like you, you it's, it's one of the main things that I saw was that edge wanted to work more matches and WWE yeah. Was, yeah. was only had like a handful yeah, which makes sense when you consider his age and all that, and I'm sure in some ways they're looking out for an investment. Like if we're going to sign you, we don't want you mm-hmm. out there breaking yourself. But at the same time, it's like, dude, we we got to build some of these other characters. We've got to yeah. get we've got to get Roman. I'm sure that if Triple H is really in charge, and even before this, he's like, I got to get credible challengers for mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Yeah, your own a champ is only as good as a challengers. Yeah, and that was a that's been a big hole and. Man, he's been doing it. Like you say, you have all these options. Oh, it's yep. an embarrassment of riches. You can go any way with that. Yep. It's fantastic. Yep. So we will see what happens. We'll 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 see if uh, you know, Edge uh helps to or I should say Adam Copeland, or apparently what has been trademarked is the phrase cope. So I don't know if he's gonna be called Cope moving forward. Because his name is Adam Copeland. Cope. Wow. Cope. That's uh, yeah. He's yeah. made a mistake. I'm just yeah. going to say it now. He's made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, and and also keep in mind what is this? Is this is October? Speaking mm-hmm. of AEW and WWE, uh, I believe next month we have a premium live event coming up for WWE in Chicago. Ah, see, so you got to have like a cult of personality queued up on the soundboard, man. And CM Punk, I believe <laughs> Tony <laughs> Khan basically just gave him a complete unconditional release, right? So mm-hmm. he he could do whatever. Can you fracking imagine if he if he comes back to to WWE and then is just solid, like no problems, mm-hmm. no issues? Yeah. yeah. I, I I would. What else do you it. want for proof? And then meantime, I, meanwhile, Edge is like the little kid looking through the window with the the freezing cold behind him. Like, <laughs> it's 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 that video again where where you see him walk out and you see all the empty seats and it's like, <sighs> what have I done? <laughs> there was more uh, people at the well, house show I was at last week. 
Oh my gosh. Well, we, we wish, uh, you know, Adam Copeland all the best and, uh, <laughs> all Tony, the best in his future endeavors. Is- stay, stay off the X, please stay off the X. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving no, no, along. no, please stay on the X, Tony. It's good entertainment. <laughs> I don't care if you embarrass yourself. Uncle I ain't Todd got a dog in this fight every day. <laughs> Oh, I need something. I need something. And rich people embarrassing themselves. Pretty, pretty, please feed me that. Yes. That's good. That's good. Yes, indeed. Well, hey, our our next uh, item uh, comes by way of InsideTheMagic.net. Uh, a little bit of Marvel uh, minutia news for us. Uh, Marvel apparently uh, has its new big... This seems to be the theme every week is there's some new article coming out about how Marvel has its big villain to replace Jonathan Majors. Of- just a series I mean, of test balloons that let it go. One, like, what are we going to do? One week it's Dr. Doom, played by Josh Harnett. The next week it's Galactus. Now it's, well, now it's a friend of the show, a longtime uh, real and jabroni mainstay uh, oh, coming up here. I was here. Say, you, what, uh, what actor are we talking about? Is Chief going to, Chief Tyrrell going to be a, No, no, be not, not the actor. It's more the character I pay for from, that, from Marvel. Well, wouldn't we all want chief on the show you know what i mean i mean i i think we have you on the record saying you would step to the side and let chief you know just kind of uh be pro- oh uncle todd's making got, the mind okay, blown note face because i will forget this but okay. I, I don't want to spoil what you're talking about but i have an idea for casting for, okay. for this thing that we're going to talk about. So okay. come back to that if you, if you can remember, Well, please. the big bad to replace Kang, uh, believe it or not, is, again, inside the magic.net, is Mephisto, as played <gasps> by Sasha Baron Cohen. Borat, if you will. Uh, would be playing, apparently, uh, he's to make an appearance in the Disney Plus series Ironheart Plus. in a role that is only defined is only identified as Mystery Man. Mm-hmm. And so the rumor is that because Marvel is not revealing the character, it is believed that he may be playing the demonic mastermind Mephisto. <gasps> Damn! Which means. We're going to have to do a reel in Jabroni on Ironheart where we must go on the record. Will Mephisto finally appear in a Disney Plus limited series or not? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we most likely will be. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> and and I'm let's go with the odds. We're, we're about to adjudicate, uh, you know, the Ahsoka oh, reel in Jabroni. And my God. The number of jabronis I had to put up on that one is just, oh, oh the humanity. Oh, Nelly. <laughs> well, anyways, what was your uh, mind-blown sort of casting idea for Mephisto? All right, so here's the thing. The whole Sasha Baron Cohen is is a is a total swerve. It's a red herring, red herring, if you will. Red herring. Okay, okay. None other than Miss Katie Sackhoff plays Mephisto. What? <laughs> Oh yeah, you. Hey, you. You made Starbucks go from a dude to a to a lady. Let's do it with Mephisto. All right, all right. I'm just saying it could work because then be. you, then you really lure people in. Like, oh no, it's Mephisto. Oh no, that's Mephisto. Hey, everybody's Mephisto. And then oh. we get we get Miss Sackoff in the MCU, where so I still say I she would have been a hell of a Captain can. Marvel. She would have mm. been a hell of a Captain Marvel. I think. Yeah, yeah. As much as I yeah, like I, Allison Brie, I think Allison Brie's done a great job. But I, I still think uh, again, Allison I would have, I would have cast Allison Katie Sackhoff. Uh, what's her face? Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Am I? Am Marvel. I completely? 
Hold on. Man, Hold is my on. medication just starting to wear off or something, or is it kicking Let's in right see. now? Let's see. I don't know. Uh, you, you mean Brie Larson. Brie Larson. I got half of it right. Been listening to way too much Uncle Corny. <laughs> Look, it's Allison Bree Larson, and there's a hyphen in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my medication has been kicking in. I was wondering why this spider was over here giving me giving me gang signs. I <laughs> oh my some really good stuff. Gang signs, good God. <laughs> right, I didn't tell you well, they're organizing I, against me. <laughs> I was going to ask, has, has the spider invasion uh, you know, started yet? Has the incursion no, begun? I'm, a, I'm actually a little nervous that I don't see any down here. I didn't have to kill any before I started. I'm really freaking nervous where they are. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for that, that time. Mm. Uncle Tom's going to be looking around, and you're going to see one drop right in front of the camera. <laughs> or, yeah, right to the side where you can't see, and you're like, ah! Oh, my That'd gosh. be great. Oh, but anyways, what are your thoughts on my Mephisto theory. replacing Kang? I don't. Maybe. I mean, I guess. I don't know enough. I really, for as much as we talk about the character, I know very little about him. Um, so I don't know how that would work and how that would become a big bad on the on the scale of a Thanos or a Kang or what Kang was supposed to be before he got yeah. unceremoniously jobbed out by Ant-Man. Um mm. The thing is, like, in order to be that that level threat, it would be very odd if Mephisto was that level of a threat, and yet the um, uh, the Celestials from mm. Eternals weren't, you know, or, or mm. something like that. Like an Avengers level event, it's it it seems a little weird to me. You'd really have you could I, I could buy into Doctor Doom maybe um, in that Doctor Doom then brings some other baddies with him or you know somehow yeah. works that in i don't know i don't know well, about mephisto like, like that's a long like way to travel ironheart seems like a weird series to introduce him like 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 we we back two years ago two and a half years ago we, we were pretty convinced that mephisto would appear in wandavision because it seemed to go along with the you know, fact that the, 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 the witchcraft thing was, was, was going to be, you know, drawn from and, mm-hmm. um, and for Ironheart where, you know, if, if I'm equating these things correctly, you know, to me was going to be more of an Iron Man kind of a show, right? It's probably gonna be more, you know, the technology and her going up against someone. So, I mean, to bring a demonic figure into that story just feels very odd, you know what I mean? It just it, it doesn't seem to square well, up you, with what, you know, at least I thought it was going to be. But Well, you kind of get the tech versus the magic sort of thing, which is a mm. little bit of uh, what you were seeing in, like, Black Panther 2, because you had, like, kind of the undersea yeah. sort of thing. I mean, I, I the thing is Marvel can has made a lot of this work. Whether it's work to your satisfaction is a whole other thing, and, and there's mm-hmm. various people who will argue that. Till, till the cows come home. Any cows yeah. and all cows. Um, I, I, mean, I, I could see it working. I could see the character working in Ironheart. I just don't know if I see it as that next level baddie. But of course, the other thing is, it's all in the portrayal. Because mm-hmm. honestly, Thanos could have gone over like a fart in church if it if they if they don't do the job they did with the effects. Mm-hmm. If the mm-hmm. if the character didn't feel as though it had weight in the scenes, if there wasn't actually a physical presence, um, 
And if, um, you know, uh, you know Josh Rowland's performance vocally in 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 creating that character wasn't you know spot on that yeah that could have just been a kind of a a laughable sort of villain so i don't know maybe you know maybe borat you know jacks us up to the next level i don't know um yeah i'm doubtful yeah. but uh, we'll see it's interesting to consider, but apparently we'll see what the next few weeks bring for other options that will replace Jonathan Majors as the big bad in Marvel. Yeah. It's, who's it going to be next time? Who will it be? What other? What other? AKA oh, no, Adam Cope. Copeland. It'll be Cope. Cope is going to be. Geez, Cope is coming. What a terrible gimmick that would Not be. Kang, Cope. <laughs> that makes, um, that makes what, uh, what's the, uh, that, you know, it's the same level as, um, as a what's what's a freaking uh, uh, Seamus's running buddies there? Oh, uh, the uh, brawling brutes. Yeah, the same level as like Butch. Oh, Butch. Yeah, yeah. Cope, Butch. Horrible mistakes. Names are hard, man. Names are hard. Yeah, man. All right. Last uh, article comes uh, by way of CBR.com, but most importantly from Uncle Todd uh, during our, our texting, our, our weekly texting that we do. And uh, I don't know if you want to chat through this a little bit, but it turns out there's a little more to John Krasinski's suit as Mr. Fantastic and Doctor Strange 2 mm. than even the most ardent Marvel fans missed. And uh, what what say you, sir, on this one? What what was so uh, what what caught your eye with this article where uh, you you felt the need to share it? I got to be honest, I haven't read through the article and I can't even remember it right now. I you literally I just, texted I... me this article is interesting, <laughs> and it was at the time. Okay, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's been I a long you week. Up with an intro. And, and you when did you text it? When did you? When did I text that to you? It wasn't today. It, was it wasn't Wednesday yesterday. Last week. <laughs> That's it's a whole different. We live in a completely different world than we did last Wednesday. This hold is on, Monday. This is Monday, this. sir. <laughs> Do you know how much has happened since Wednesday? Oh my! There's God, been at least four or five dumpster fires added to the to the caboose of the dumpster fire train since then. Wednesday, Wednesday at two thirty eight. You sent me. Was it uh, a.m.? <laughs> no, it was p.m. Oh, okay. Oh, first you texted. Oh, because I, I I sent you the article about the one we just talked about with with Mephisto, and you wrote, "I'll believe it when I see it," but interesting. And then you send the this one about uh uh not Captain Marvel. What the heck is his name? Um, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. And uh, all right, in fairness. You, you didn't write anything. You just sent it to me. <laughs> there you go. You're putting words in my mouth. I didn't even say anything. I just sent it to you because I'm like, here, do something with this. <laughs> oh, my I don't God. remember it. <laughs> he has a costume. It's interesting. Sure. Uncle Todd just sends me random links to Marvel information <laughs> to see if I'll drop it into Week and Geek and then embarrass me once I set him up. <laughs> What oh I like to do is God. I like to send Tim questionable links just to see if I can screw up the, the Google <laughs> algorithms for him. 
Oh my god! I really didn't well, want to watch a, a pony playing piano, but now that's all I'm getting on YouTube. Yeah, jerk. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, what does this article say? Um, <laughs> oh, see, so you didn't read it either. You're counting on me to carry it. I this. was hoping you would have some. Oh, but you don't remember it. it now. So now you. Oh, okay. And let's see. Pick on the person uh, who's highly medicated right now. That's fine. Yeah, I see so, how this is. I'm filing. I'm filing a lawsuit. This is discriminatory. Yeah, say that three times fast. <laughs> Anyways, uh, basically, uh, let's see. Who is this you guy? You are worse than Hulk Hogan. Oh, my God. Uh, Marvel, head, Marvel Studios head of visual development, Ryan Miner, Miner Ding. Miner Ding? Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll go with it. Um, was describing how they put some detail into Mr. Fantastic Suit. Um, mm. You're trying to come up with something that still feels classic and interesting, yet modern enough to exist in an MCU movie and distinct from what's been done before. Um, the intent of putting the extra stripes on in there was to say that the black parts add structure to the costume and to his body and the blue blue parts stretch. Um, so apparently they put a little more detail into it, make it a little bit different. Um Let's see. What else? Uh, I have no idea why I sent this to you. This is like the most boring, inane crap ever. I, I kind of apologize, but it's all again. You owe me so an like apology. Taking, so like you, you taking a rock bottom. Like you've known me how long, and you just oh. you've acted on faith. Like you fool, ladies and gentlemen. You fool. I gave Uncle it's, Todd the benefit of the doubt, and uh, let's just say I will recommit myself to screening the articles he sends me. <laughs> Did you ever see um you ever see the uh there's an episode of Hollywood Squares and you can see it's it's a Gilbert Godfrey and they keep on having to go for like bo both people have all the other, you know they're they're dead even and there's this one boss and it's Gilbert Godfrey and yeah. they keep on like agreeing with him and afterwards he's like you fool because <laughs> he's always wrong <laughs> and it goes back and forth like 12 times or something and like the host everyone's laughing they can't believe it's going on and oh even Gilbert's God. losing it at the end. He's like, you fool. <laughs> that's how I feel with you right now. You fool. Well, folks, uh, it looks like we're ending this week in Geek uh, a little bit on, on, on kind of a fart note here. So I'm just going to wrap it up. Uh, apparently, check out Mr. Fantastic Suit. It stretches in places it should and provides structure in places apparently it should. That's, it that's, stretches that's in places out of this article, it should. So. But All I right. just want to make it clear, Uncle Todd sent this in uh, courtesy of CBR.com. So uh, with all that being said, uh, that, my friends, is a uh, rather uh, anticlimactic end to <laughs> the week in geek. Good God almighty. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> Thank you, Gilbert. Thank you. And I, I am. I just put that link, link in. So you'll have yeah. that when you're uh, when you're oh listening gosh. to this. All right, so <laughs> just as an update, uh, my fantasy league, I'm tied 194 to 194, so we may have a tie. Uh, or Oh, or no, this is, you're taking the L. Good. You're taking the L. I'm not taking the L. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to love the – I'm just going to love you melting down in the middle of this show. <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right. Well, we are here to adjudicate our real and jabroni uh, picks from the uh, Ahsoka series, uh, the eight episodes yeah. that we've got to see. Uh, before we jump into our picks, I uh, thought we would just uh, chat 
uh, a little bit on just our overall thoughts uh, on the season. You know, um, did this hit expectations? Did it not? Did uh, like, you know, we already talked through episode six. Uh, I believe that was our last episode uh, with the, the glorious debut of the Grand Admiral. And, uh, you know, want to, uh, oh, there we go. Run it. One more time. It's glorious. He is deserving of it. Glorious. Mm-hmm. No, I will give in. I will give in till I'm victorious. I just will defend. I will defend. It's magic. All right. Enough of that. Well, we already adjudicated episode six, but, uh, you know, what, sir, were your kind of uh, takeaways from this first season of Ahsoka? And, uh, yeah, did you enjoy it? I loved it. I did. Nice. I, I just, nice. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I'm i on record as saying I think Rosario Dawson is, is so good. Uh, mm. One of my favorite, uh, favorite actresses. I just buy what she's doing. Like she is to me is a um a genuine presence on screen. I don't feel like mm-hmm. there's an act even though I know that she's acting, I feel like there is a real person there. Um and and just a a charisma to her as a as a person and an actor. So mm-hmm. having her as as Ahsoka has been great because I think that Ahsoka is that character that people really spark to you know there's a reason why you know there's been this talk of her and why you have you have someone a a legit you know presence in hollywood like rosario dawson like campaigning to be this character um so it's it to me it was a great match from that standpoint i enjoyed the stories i didn't expect it to be you know some sort of like oh this is going to delve into all of this, like we already, there's already a lot of canon backstory. I don't need mm. to go back and rehash that. And I, and I think that some of the negativity that I have seen, mm. with some people calling it Rebels season five or whatever, a lot of it is not recognizing. I think the world that we're in, mm. where, oh well, I want this and this and this and this. Well, a lot of that you can get. Like, go watch Clone Wars. You're watching this show on Disney Plus. All of that is available on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It's a it's there. Like if you're not catching up on it, then fine. You could still enjoy the show. I think without having all of that background. Yeah. But I I just really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed a lot of the fan service moments. I'd enjoyed, um, you know, where there are parts where it might have felt a little draggy, maybe. But I mean. <sighs> For all the people who are pissing and moaning about that, go back and watch the original Star Wars trilogy, man. There's times that, mm-hmm. you know, for all of the ballyhooed, like, oh, it's this and that and the other, there's times when Star, you know, A New Hope kind of drags. Yeah. There's places yeah. where it, it kind of slows down to a to a mosey, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't grind to a halt, but it's not exactly like clipping right along. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I I don't get all that negativity. I enjoyed it. I enjoy the fan service. I enjoy the tying together of all these these disparate parts. I enjoy the fact that oh my gosh, we get a competent you know in, imperial officer for a chance you know for a, for a, ch- a change in the Star Wars universe. I, I enjoy the idea of you know these outlaw or like you know fallen Jedi and 
and what that means and, and, and adding a little bit more texture to the gray area of Star Wars. And I just appreciated all of it. I, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Was there faults? Yeah. But I mean, God, it was, you know, at least three times better than Kenobi. And I still like Kenobi. So, you know, overall, I don't it, have m- very big nits to pick with this. Did it bother you I how open it. things ended on with episode eight? No, because I don't. And that's the other all the thing. characters, not not, not <laughs> you know, not just Ahsoka's story, but across all the characters, because it really was a very open ending, you know, for yeah. for a lot of them. You know, yeah. you, you essentially have Ahsoka and Sabine stranded in in, mm-hmm. in per, Perdia. You have Balin Skull and Shin Hati on Perdia as well, but albeit separated and fo- following two different paths. You have mm-hmm. Ezra returning to Hera, um, and <coughs> you know Thrawn un- unknowingly bringing Ezra with him, um, which is ironic because Ezra has kind of been his undoing. It it, it mm-hmm. seems. Um, and and I don't know if they're going in that direction or not, but um, but and then you have Thrawn on Dathomir with the with the Great Mothers and whatever the set of boxes he brought back from you know that that came from the uh, um, what they call it the um, oh my God my brain is not working um. not sar- sarcophagus but but it's something similar to that um, yeah basically the you know the coffins or... the cemetery under the building whatever that term oh, is the crypt. For the crypt thank you um you know so so we're we're left with you know all of these kind of open things we didn't have thrawn reconnect with the imperial remnant yet um we just see him you know and in, in on dathomir but back in in you know the home galaxy um so there, there was a lot, you know, because one of the criticisms I've read is there, there hasn't, there, there wasn't a lot delivered on, in, in, in a sense of what's the next step for the story. But to me, I think that's okay because, as Thrawn very eloquently summed it up in Episode Six, our goal is simply to get back to our home galaxy, and that is exactly yes. what he accomplished. Um, yeah, you know, to to add more to it may have, you know cluttered things but what are your thoughts on on some of those those ideas of it being too open-ended of an ending i think those folks need to read the book that i just read um it's uh i'll give it i think it's uh the name is james vandemir vandemir maybe Mm -hmm. i could look it up but i don't care to um and the book was called annihilation and it was the first in in a trilogy of books and it was terrible it was absolutely fracking terrible. I kind of hate read the last half of the book, um, just waiting to see if it would redeem itself, and it didn't. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and, and like very little progress on the main character, who is your narrator, and very little delivered in terms of any kind of concrete details. No interactions. I mean, really, for a lot of the book, you're you're either with this main character alone and mm. and her thoughts, or in flashback. Um, not a lot happening. And a lot that was happening was kind of like very much like, and then this, and then this, and then this, and that's it. And no like, uh, no real kind of oomph to it. Mm. This, yeah, it left a lot of things open because I don't think anyone actually believed that Dave Filoni is only going to, this one series is self-contained and it's this little, no, we're, we kind of already know this is leading to a wider story arc that is going to carry through into into other areas and other series. We kind of know this. 
what the frack are people expecting? Like that Thrawn was going to be you know thwarted by the end of episode six or what? I, I don't get that. Yeah, things are wide open. This was placing pieces. And, and along the way, you got to, you have the progression of, of, of Ahsoka and, um, um, yeah, now my now I'm ticked off at, at our recording software, so I can't remember. <laughs> Sabine, you oh, have, Sabine, you have yeah. the progression of their relationship, which is, mm-hmm. is kind of a big deal. And you get, some, you get a lot of information there. You get a lot of information that kind of fills in Ahsoka's backstory with Anakin. And you, you, you kind of realize where she's had this trauma and, and this, you know, kind of hurt in her life. You mm-hmm. get to find, you kind of get to know, you know, the, the fallen Jedi a little bit. Not so much that it makes you feel comfortable with them. Like you just get enough of a taste that you want more. Mm. You're left wanting more there. You have Thrawn debut. But I mean, is it and, and it's a great debut showing like the loyalty of his crew and all that and and but he's not flashy which is not the character whatsoever and he accomplishes like he like you said he accomplishes his goal like through through his uh, you know through cleverness and through determination he gets to the goal and the goal is simply to get back to the galaxy because then everything else is based off of that Mm -hmm. and they find Ezra and and you get the live debut of Ezra you get a little, you know, thing there, and then you get he- Ezra to to Hera. Now, is Hera underused in the show? Yeah, but at the same time, you only got so much screen time, and it's not right. the show wasn't right. called Hera Syndulla. It's Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and you spent most of your time either with Ahsoka or things directly related to Ahsoka or a relationship that is important to Ahsoka being, you know, kind of shaped in a way by what's happening. Yeah. So to me, it it all fed felt to get you know fell together, and essentially what you're doing now is you're you're you've managed to progress some of these characters. You've introduced some new characters. You have gotten. You've now created this this immense threat. But you didn't give away what that you know necessarily what the next step is because hey that's the interesting thing. It's drama. Mm-hmm. It's tension. Yeah. And then you have these other pieces all set on the board like. Yeah, this is how this works when you know that you're not just telling one self-contained story. There's going to be more to this. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand where people would be puzzled by this. And to me, there's yeah. an there's enough resolution there in terms of like some character arcs and introductions and all this. Like if you're not satisfied with it, it maybe go take up stamp collecting or something. Mm. That's my thought. All right. Well, I'll give you mine. Um, I, I too enjoyed the season. I thought it was very well put together. Um, you know, clearly had, you know, the first, you know, half of it, f- first four to five episodes, very, you know, kind of focused on the journey and, and, you know, Ahsoka having to come to some, uh, measure of understanding or, or peace with herself in order to make the journey to Perdia and, and, you know, for what was expected of her, um, you know, after that. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, it wasn't a hundred percent resolved. I mean, there, I think there were still, you know, questions and some doubt in her mind, you know, as, as she made the trip, you know, through, uh, through the Purgles to, to that galaxy. But, um, but I enjoyed, you know, how it kind of ended for her where, you know, she was at peace with the fact that she's exactly where, you know, she needs to be, you know, she saw that, I forget the name for that bird, but it is, uh, from my understanding, uh, you know, from, from, 
you know, lore is that, uh, you know, and, and I haven't, I haven't watched these parts yet. And if this is in rebels or, or in clone wars, but you know, there's that whole concept of the father who's kind of the balance of mm. the force. There's the son who's the dark side, the daughter who's the light. And so mm. my understanding is the daughter, you know, at some point Ahsoka died, but the daughter kind of sacrificed her spirit to basically bring her back. Um, and so that, that bird has always been kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, a symbol of, of, you know, her, you know, kind of her, her purpose and, and, you know, where, where she is and, and that sort of thing. And so, you know, I like how it ended with her seeing that. I like how it ended with Anakin, you know, being ever present, even as, you know, a, a force ghost, but, but being with her, even in this other galaxy. Um, so for, for her character, I thought there was a, a really nice, you know, growth arc, um, as well as, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a, a good effort on their part to, to thwart Thrawn. Um, you know, they, they had to make it interesting because for him to just get away without it really being, you know, climactic or, or with any sort of stakes was, you know, was, was not going to be good. And so, um, part of me was a little bit, you know, I, I was a little irritated with how, overpowered they just kind of seemed you know rushing his tower you know ha- having him rain fire down upon them and making it through it like like it just seemed like they could just get through a lot of what he had and and the only trump card he had was the was the great mothers who essentially you know pulled you know pu- pulled a trick that they you know Ahsoka Ezra and and Sabine had never experienced before which is the things that they killed all of a sudden came back to life and continued to attack them and started mm-hmm. to overwhelm them. Um, and, and I, I, I did like it because I think, you know, you, you had to kind of establish that to some degree. Um, but again, it, you know, for me, I, I, I wanted, I don't think it took away from Thrawn, but I, I think some of the mystique of him as, as the strategist and, you know, thinking a few steps ahead, maybe it cheapened it just a little bit for me but but he it was a just a quick retort but that was an asset at his disposal right so why would you not use it especially almost use it as a last resort as a right. okay let them get here and then almost like he he said with when they were ta- when they when he sent the two uh, you know hati and 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 skull out yeah you know Kill him if you can, and if not, oh well, they're still yeah. stuck here. Right. Whatever, almost the same thing. Like, hey, if we can get them with the with the zombie, if we can get them with the stormtroopers or the night troopers or, or whatever, was it night troopers? Yeah, uh, night troopers. Yeah, yeah. Get them with the night troopers. If the night troopers don't work, then we'll get them with the zombie night troopers. And if that mm-hmm. don't work, then you know what? As long as we keep them on the on the tower long enough that we can then blast the thing out from under them. Then we'll maybe we'll get them, and if we don't get mm-hmm. them, as long as they don't get on the ship, hey, guess what? We still win. Yeah. You know, to me, that's yeah. that's incredibly strategic. Every other imperial <sighs> officer would have been like, "No, we're going to throw everything at them at once and allow them this to is what, in yeah. one fell swoop." Like, like, and and this is what I struggled with, and why I was debating whether even to bring it up because I appreciate what they were trying to do. I I, I really do, and and I don't feel mm-hmm. if if I'm complaining about it, it's not that it soured the season for me or soured, you know, this, this is like a, a 2% little thing that I'm, I'm complaining about, you know, with with 98% of it being great, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's a part of me that feels like, look, he's raining down fire from his ship. It just felt a little, I don't know, forced to me 
that they made it through as easily as they did. You know, like like it, it just seemed like some of the early challenges, it was just too easy for them to get through. And it and I get what they were doing because they had to build up in some way to this idea of Ezra getting on without him knowing that, you know, they wanted to establish Sabine and her ability to use the force. Um, they had one last face off between Ahsoka and Morgan Elsbeth, which made sense given how those two characters started out in Mandalorian. So I get all of that. I, I just, I, I don't have a good alternative, but there was just something as I'm watching it, like it's felt anticlimactic to me because it's like, well, of course they have to work up to this. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel earned in some ways, you know, it just kind of felt like this has to play out this way because we're working up to this sort of face off at some point. And, and I know an argument can be made from past works that, you know, you could assume those very, you know, s- sort of things as well, but, but I don't know. There, there, there's some aspect of the way some of the other shows and movies have been done where it, it wasn't such a foregone conclusion that it had to go this way, you know? Um, and, and maybe it was just the story being told. Maybe it was just, look, Thrawn needed to get away and you've got to make it compelling. You've got to make it, you know, have some stakes and you've got to make it interesting with the good guys just about making it there and just about getting to them. Um, but do you think nonetheless, do you think, good. I was just going to ask, do you think that that is partly because we knowing the air of the empire books and everything else and kind of getting a feel for where this might be heading is that because we already know that you're, you're almost looking to be surprised instead yeah, of it I, going according to course. I mean, like, like as an alternative, I'll just offer this up. Mm-hmm. He knows they're coming, right? Mm-hmm. But if they had somehow, like, I don't know, snuck their way into the tower or something like that, or like for some reason, that whole part with his ship trying to attack them and not hitting them or, or not causing them some problems. I don't know why that bothered me so much. It's like you have this massive Star Destroyer well, and yeah. it's raining fire down in every which way and they magically get through it, you know, with these beasts, well, you know, yeah. it just I mean, that felt a little much. That's to every me. Star Wars movie and show like in every I it's, it goes. It's like every show, like go back to the A team, dude, like thousands of rounds shot from auto, fully automatic rifles and ain't nobody get hit like i hear you, know, you. i hear you i know I, I, and i get what you're talking about i'm and splitting I, and hairs I, i'm split i i admit it i'm splitting hairs but i get it i think i think there is that that human desire to you know have something shocking or something surprising when you think you know the end mm-hmm. but i think there can be it can still be satisfying even when you kind of feel like okay i know where this is going it can yeah. still be satisfying, and that's kind of now. I I, I, I felt like I kind of knew the end too, and I still was pretty satisfied by the show. I mean, it, it's yeah, it, it's a cheap thing to complain about because we all knew where the end had to go. Like it wasn't like Thrawn was not going to make it. It was just I I don't know. I guess I wish the journey there was a little bit different and and a little bit. I yeah, I'm I'm struggling to figure out the right way to word it, but it's it's I I, I guess I'm wishing the the struggle for the good guys was, was a little different, you know, in terms of how they got there, but nonetheless, they got there. Um, I will say ironically, you know, because I had had, you know, my, my procedure a couple of weeks ago and I was watching a lot of rebels. I finally got through the end of season two going into season three of rebels. And they do, at the, I think is in the finale of season two, they do an element of that force push thing that they did 
um, where Sabine and Ezra kind of force push each other or, or something to that degree, like like whatever it was they did. Um, yeah. Well, it's like a push and pull. Yeah, and and it was just funny because I literally just seen it, you know, like like in Rebels, and so I'm seeing it now. I'm like, oh, well, that's where that came, you know. So that was a nice yeah. little callback to 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 the to the series. Um, and then, you know, I I kind of wish they had done the thing with Morgan Elsbeth being kind of knighted or or I don't know what what it was that that happened possessed. there, but <laughs> possessed. Um, I, I wish they kind of did that in seven a little bit and established that a little bit more. It just seemed very rushed in eight, where she gets you know knighted that way. She's she's you being mean, given you mean that fifth and six. No, 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 I, no, because eight is where, no in episode eight is where she gets the the sword of Talzin. I thought it was the beginning. There's only of seven. six episodes, wasn't there? No, there was eight. There, oh my gosh, I suck. There was no, no, it's all right. <laughs> Thrawn debuted in six. That's seven right. was yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. a yeah. placeholder, oh and then gosh. eight is the finale. And so uh, that's all right. Don't worry about it, man. Somebody it's, bring it's just, out the medication the med- tray again. I'd like to. I'd like to check it out. Body. It's all right. It's all good. Um, but uh, you know, the it it felt like they they rushed a lot of her story into that finale and and it would have been you, you know again this is me this is less a complaint and more me wishing that we just got a little more depth there you know and maybe it wasn't important maybe that's why they did it the way they did it but it just would have been to me a different pacing if they had maybe established that in seven a little bit like let six be thrawn's debut let seven be her ascension to whatever this role is that she's now you know playing with the great mothers and then let eight be the final face off between her and ahsoka um which you know again i thought was a nice way to bring them full circle based on how we first were introduced to her character in the mandalorian so um so, because it just seemed that that whole sort of Talzin thing just came and went, and and what, what was you know like, I don't know. I I just kind of wish there was a little more to it. You know what I mean? But these are all yeah, hairs no, that I'm totally. splitting. These are all hairs I'm yeah. splitting. Now, the thing that I loved, um, mm. and, and I don't mean to focus so much on episode eight, but I I will for a moment. I absolutely loved uh, as uh. Ahsoka and Sabine are trying to catch up to Thrawn's ship just before he makes the jump, how he opens the channel and basically does a very, very true to the book version of Thrawn sort of thing where he basically Mm -hmm. commends his opponent for, for a, a good battle, but essentially tells them I have won. Ha 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 ha. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and I love the line, um, where he talks about, you know, I, I, I wish we could meet face to face, but the likelihood of that is, you know, not going to be. Uh, but maybe uh, I think the word he or the way he phrased it is, but but maybe that was just meant to be for a Ronin such as yourself to be, you know, kind of, you know, uh, relegated to, to, to this galaxy. I, I love how throughout the season they've brought the samurai aspect of what the Jedi Knights were always meant to be in Lucas's vision. Mm. They they brought that verbiage into the lexicon of Star yeah. Wars. It started with Ray Stevenson's character, Balin Skull, talking about how Ezra was a, a, a Bakken Jedi, which mm. a Bakken is meant to be a wooden sword that's used for just, you know, practice and is not really highly regarded so it was an insult what he was saying same mm-hmm. with 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 thrawn calling her ronin because a ronin is essentially um 
in, in this case, a Jedi without a master, which we later find out is not the case because Anakin is in fact with her and, and in many ways is guiding her, um, you know, through this journey, which is a real in jabroni we'll get to. Um, indeed. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was just an unexpected like term he used, but but I just I I love how they they really like that was an example of how they, you know, Filoni knows this character and and the you know, they they are really bringing the best parts of Thrawn out, you know, in this series and and really showing um, you know, how he's how he was so much different from the other imperial officers and commanders we've seen i mean yes in a way he was bragging but there is actually a very civil intelligent way to his message that comes across like he's he Mm. you know i have no doubt he is truly commending them for for what they did and and you know he can say that because he knows victory is is at hand but the fact he takes the time to do it and you know, kind of acknowledge the quality of, of opponent that he just faced off was, was, I thought really cool and, and true to, you know, how Thrawn behaves in the books. And then to, to, to acknowledge, uh, what was the other thing? Yeah. He talked about wanting to meet, you know, he, he wishes they could meet face to face, but they won't. And then, you know, basically underscores it by saying, you know, today victory is mine. Long live the empire. And then they jump. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was just amazing. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, amazing. it was great. All right, dude. There is something that is literally flying around your head. Like I thought it was a spider at first. What was it? Uh, there was a little spider that came right down here. Did it really? Oh yeah. It finally oh, yeah. happened. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. It, was, it was a little one. I'm waiting for his big brother to show up. I was going to say you can have a whole family that's going to start descending upon your your position um, come down with a tennis racket they're going to wait yeah, till someone basically. turns the lights out that's what's going oh, to happen good lord <laughs> poor uncle todd I'll be back in the dark cave again um never know but i you know i went deep on thron and and you know we we've, we've talked at length about our our uh, respect and admiration for that character uh Balin Skoll, as played by Ray Stevenson what mm. what what a amazing amazing character to come out of this season not anything that we i, I mean honestly going into the season i thought he and Shin Hati were basically going to be bit players and we're going to mm. be excuse me be expended you know at the end of of the season but what a what a great, first of all, what an amazing acting job he did. And not just saying oh, yeah. that because he has passed on. I mean, if he was still alive, I would be seriously excited for season two and what he'd be bringing yeah. to the table with his journey. But, Instant gravitas when you hit the screen. Like you just oh my instantly gosh. bought him. And, and, and to look like a knight, you know what I mean? Like, like very rarely have we seen Jedi Knights mm. looking like, you know, kind of the word that describes them, a medieval knight. And, and I mean, he just he just brought, like you said, a gravitas, a phys- a, a physical nature to his role. Um, the sword fights as well, um, just did an amazing job. And, you know, really it, it's sad to know that he's not going to be able to keep that going, but uncle Todd has been mining the interwebs and sent, uh, the man they call Tim a potential, uh, potential, uh, suitable replacement. Uh, in the form of, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name probably because I seem to do that with all actors' names, but I believe it's Lee Schreiber. Is that his name? Yeah, I, yeah. Know, I got it right. Uh, so I'm a Ron I think, Perlman man. They could they could knock that out. 
I feel like Lee Schreiber though looks a lot like oh, Ray yeah. Stevenson though. He he has more yeah. of a likeness to him where I could see if he mm-hmm. had a beard it would be very close. Ron Perlman is so unique facially the oh, way he looks. Yeah that it would just be, I think it'd be too different, unfortunately. It's a total but, like roadie recasting where you'd almost have to yeah. have a line that's like, yeah, we get it. You get it. Okay. <laughs> next move on. You know? Um, yeah. but, but, you know, to, but to even understand, you, you know, to have his character talk about that, that breaking that cycle and, and, you know, whatever he's trying to go after with, the father, son, daughter, you know, situation, you know, we're, we're I think we're getting a, a feel for Perdia being maybe where those entities, you know, kind of originated from. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I just think those two characters were kind of like, I would call them the, the un, unexpected MVPs of the season because oh, I didn't yeah. expect much from them and they ended up being some of the more fascinating parts of it. Um, sadly mm-hmm. more so than Ezra, you know I mean? I, it was great to see Ezra in live action, but, I if you ask me what stood out in this season, Balin Skull by far oh, yeah. stands out more than Ezra does, and and, and, and you know Shin Hati not as much, but you know she she still brought a you know her own kind of presence to things, very ruthless, very you know focused as a student of of this of this uh, fallen Jedi. Yeah, that's what you need to do though. You need to you need to get the new characters over. You need to get people mm. intrigued by them. Ezra is there, and he's going to be part of it going forward, no doubt. There's, you know, you don't need to work to build him up that much right now. You just need to intro him, not have him fall on his face, and and be ready for the next thing that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Like Ezra's Ezra's character is there, and there's enough background. You got plenty of time on that. You got to yeah. work with the new the new characters that you have. Yep. And they did a fantastic job with that, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, what else we got? Uh, where is this all going? So I, I threw up a couple uh, articles. Um, you know, just we'll, we'll go through them real quick. I'm not going to read them or anything. But one article from Inverse.com, um, you know, plays into if, th- you know, Thrawn clearly displayed a knowledge of who Anakin Skywalker was. And mm. in his, you know, kind of parting message to Ahsoka, mentions to her that he concluded that her strategies would be very similar to his and then makes the snide remark of, you know, one questions how, you know, how much, how similar you will end up, you know, both being, um, mm. as if to say she may fall down a similar path as her master did becoming Vader. Um, you know, th- this article talks about how, whether it's in season two or in the Heir to the Empire movie, do we see Thrawn, you know, start to weaponize this knowledge that Anakin was in fact Darth Vader as a means of invalidating or starting to challenge the position of Luke Skywalker and Leia Skywalker uh, or Leia Organa, who is, you know, her, her, uh, her sister, his sister, um, you know, challenge her position within the new Republic at, you know, Thrawn is about playing mind games and, you know, he, he's not just a military strategist. He, he wants to get into his opponent's head. And this article is talking about, will, you know, if he really truly has this knowledge of who Anakin is and it's not well known, you know, does he start to undermine some of the the foundation of the New Republic by revealing that you know the Dark Lord was actually the father of of two you know probably you know foundational members of of that government forming um, you know through the rebellion. Um, so I thought that was really fascinating. Um, 
The the other one is, uh, you know, does Shin Hati end up um, be, becoming, you know, kind of the avatar, the stand-in for Mara Jade? Um, you know, one of our real jabronis was, will we see Mara Jade? We did not. But we did see for a moment Ahsoka kind of extending a hand to her saying, you know, come with me. You know, we'll, we'll take you in. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll teach you whatever. And she kind of runs away. So the thought behind that is, you know, is she kind of a stand-in for that character? Really in the same way that, you know, and, and, and I didn't realize this, we, we did this real in jabroni about seeing Rook. I didn't realize Rook was, was killed in rebels. Um, so I kind of screwed up on that one. Uh, I think I actually, why did you say the real on that? You said the real too. I, and you watched the whole season. I do, dude, I don't even remember what I, what I sent you last week for a test. You're expecting to remember what happened in season four of rebels. Are you high? Oh, you too? Not as high, not as, high Again, as you, my friend. <laughs> you fool! <laughs> Good God! I'm not high. I am. I am medicated. I actually, all I right. wish I was medicated. I just <sighs> have this. I just have this yeah. lovely uh, blonde ale. That's all I there have. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want everyone to know I'm. I am. I am compass mentis as much as I usually am. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> Oh boy, um, but you know, in the same way where you, you know, I kind of look at at the great mothers as. Um, as almost being kind of a fill-in for Jorah Sabath. Like, I, I don't think we're going to, like, now that I've seen where they're going with Thrawn, I don't know that we're going to get a Jorah Sabath because oh. Thrawn has now his his dark magic. He he has this, you know, the, the, the ones that can influence, you know, some of the outcomes of what he's going to do. And I'm wondering now if they're going to be, you know, kind of a, a fill-in, you know, for that character because – Quite True, honestly, yeah. it leads, oh, although it does lead to a clone loop, but who knows if that's I mean, part of what, catacombs, catacombs was the word Cat- from before, not crypt, catacombs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 20 minutes the, later, this, catacombs. The, the chipmunk <laughs> ran across the circuit board and connected to, <laughs> Blay. That's right. Thank you, LA. All right. Um. And then finally, um, will uh, you know? I'm calling this follow-on content, but whether it's season two or whether it's the heir to the empire movie or something else. But is this all headed? What, what do you think? Wow, of, you're of really, the theory? you're really homing in on something there. Well, wait, wait. What if it's all heading toward Thrawn um, being the reason that Coruscant falls? And and the reason this is getting brought up is if you go to episode seven. Um, the New Republic capital is no longer in Coruscant, but is uh, on a planet they call Hosnian Prime. And one of the questions that came out of that is, well, what happened to Coruscant? And so the thought being, is Filoni going to use Thrawn as a story, which I think would be kind of cool because it would be nice to see him establish his ruthlessness as, as as the warlord as he's called which by the way episode eight's title the what was it called the the, the jedi the witch and oh, the warlord yeah, yeah. oh that <laughs> was, was gorgeous oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh love it Filoni, um, you brilliant bastard you indeed indeed uh but, you know, in the Heir to the Empire book series, they do a very cool sequence in The Last Command where Thrawn is essentially trying to paralyze Coruscant and prevent any kind of support uh, being sent from the planet to, uh, to you know, kind of the to space to kind of, you know, stop him from what he's doing by surrounding the planet with basically cloaked asteroids. So no ship can really go in or out because they don't know 
you know, where, where the obstacles are, they can't navigate it because everything is cloaked. And mm-hmm. so I'm wondering, not that that's going to happen, but I'm wondering if they're going to use him and whatever he ends up coming up with to, um, to basically put an all out assault on Coruscant and, you know, really, you know, in, in some ways try to challenge the new Republic in, in terms of its ability to govern, because, um, you know, as, as the article I linked kind of points out, you know, we've seen in Mando season three and we've seen in, in Ahsoka a real focus on Coruscant and what's going on there and, and really mm. getting, you know, some views, some deep views into that planet. Um, is the reason for that potentially that they're looking to bring about its end um, by kind of establishing it as this thing that may persist over time, but ends up falling in the end because of this, this ruthless warlord. So uh, Mm. kind of an interesting, you know, some interesting ideas and thoughts on, on where this could all go, but uh, we shall see. Yes, indeed we shall. And I just want folks to note that we are, we are rapidly approaching an hour and a half of this episode before we even get to the accumulation of real and Jeroni uh, adjudication, I'm I have not looked at the actual results. I have a feeling that uh, the man they call Tim is behind. That's why he's been postponing this and putting it off. Not at all. Not at all. I'm I may be good. wrong. I I'm I'm uh, I might be right. I'm feeling spunky. I'm feeling I, spunky. You know, I'm not. Out of respect for you, sir, I'm not even going to take a swing at that one. All, all right, right. What do we got? All right. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, where we're going with with the no, Are you ready let's, to? Let's tee this some bitch up. You sure? No. Listen, dude. It's approaching <laughs> midnight here. It's not quite midnight. Just trying to draw this out, baby. Just try to draw the drama out. All right. Are, are Are you ready? I don't think he's ready. What is that? I don't know, a piece of fuzz. Anyways. Oh, no, um, I, thought, I thought that was some sort of insect you just smote or something. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's get the right. show on the road. Here we go. Well, the adjudication of Ahsoka Real and Jabroni. Uh, we'll start with our first segment. Oh, called God, there In are a lot of jabronis. Out. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Are we, you ready, sir? We suck. Um, yeah, I guess. All right, rumor the first. Anakin will only appear in ghost form. Uncle Todd said real. Man they called him said real. That's a big old fat jabroni. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we saw Anakin. We saw Anakin Vader. We saw Vader Anakin. We saw him in the We saw Anakin in both worlds. ghost and corporeal form. So uh, yeah, yes. We got more Anakin than you can shake a wah, stick at. Wah, wah, wah. Rumor of the second. We will see. Oh, there he goes with his toilet I don't pipe have, thing. I don't have a stick. I just have oh, a piece God. of connector here. Anyways. <laughs> toilet connector. All right. Sally Ford. Uh, r- rumor the second. We will see Captain Pelion. Uh, Uncle Todd said the real. Man they called him said real. And that was a big fat jabroni. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got to get cheeky on here with the jabroni. Makes you. That's right. It does make you humble, Sheiky. All right. Uh, number three, and this is the bonehead call of 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 the day of the week of the season. We will see Rook R U K H. He was a character from the Heir to the Empire book series. Uh, needless to say, I did not realize Rook was in the Rebels season. Or this series. is a layup for me, and I completely missed it. 
Yeah, this is the thing. Uncle Todd has seen the entirety of the Rebel season, and he said the real on this. I said the real on this, and it was Jabroni because Rook apparently dies in Rebels. Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> so, what? This one's for this one's for both of us. Oh, we are. Oh my God. Number four. This one hurts because I really, really wanted to see this. I, I wanted to hear it said. I wanted to, you know, bring bring the books even more to life. Um. We will see Mount Tantus. We did not. Uncle Todd said jabroni to this correctly. A uh, man they called Tim said the real, and it was, in fact, jabroni. So Uncle Todd uh, is now a plus one on the board here uh, for the adjudication. All right. Uh, number five, we will see. Oh, good God. Let's not celebrate yet here, please. Good. You know, that's what we're going to do. When you go up, you play this. When I go up on one, you have to play Glorious. All right. Yeah, he's dancing still, folks. The man hey, who wants you know us what? to be over soon because it's midnight. It's, it's you know, 19 tickety a.m. over where he's I'm at. I'm taking my victories where I can, sir. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it. All Thanks. right. Number five, we will see the Grisk. The Grisk are a uh, ruthless alien race from the Thrawn books. Uh, we both said jabroni on this one. It was jabroni, so we each get a point. By the way, the pointing system is such uh, that if someone wins outright, two points. If there's a tie, one point each. If we're both wrong, zero. Which I, I, I would like to point out that when we've used this scoring system, which is supposed to guarantee that you don't have a tie, we had a tie. <laughs> it doesn't guarantee there isn't a tie. It just, you It know. should. Well, <laughs> thank you. All right. Number six, we will see Mando make an appearance. Uh, Uncle Todd correctly said jabroni. I said the real, and it was jabroni. So that is now plus two for Uncle Todd. There we go. So I was waiting for it. <laughs> Do the dance again. Good God. <laughs> you know what? You're going to sully that, that theme now. You're going to play it so many freaking times. We're going to be like, oh, I don't want to hear that anymore. All right. Number seven. Or, uh, yeah, number seven. We will see Mara Jade. Uh, we both said the real. Uh, that was a big fat jabroni. Unless Shin Hati is going to rename herself Mara Jade. Uh, but indeed. Indeed. Uh, so we both get that wrong. Number eight, we will see Talon Card. Talon Card is a smuggler from the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Uh, thought it was kind of to think of him as Han Solo Plus. Yes, uh, that's a great description of him, Han Solo Plus. Uh, we actually were hoping because uh, there was some rumors that Robert Downey Jr. was going to somehow find his way into the Star Wars universe. Remember what we talked about this, and we talked about him potentially being thrown. Again, and you're dude, like, no I don't way. even remember the article I sent you last week. You're talking about like last if season you, stuff. If here. you go back to episode 93 of Free Range Idiocy. Oh my God. I don't know if it's really ninety three. I just pulled that. I pulled that You're number out. You're killing me here. You're killing me. <laughs> You're killing me, Small. You're killing me. <laughs> <sighs> we talked about. I think this is almost out. Okay, if, I can't if we deal go with back this. to the Ahsoka Daddy reel needs his medicine. Picks, Somebody, please. I think we talked about how cool it would be if Robert Downey Jr. played Talon Card. It would make for a fascinating I'm, Talon Card. I'm sure we did, but you expect me to remember this stuff, which is... I do. Just, uh, sir, I come do. on. All right. Come on. Uh, so 
Uh, Uncle Todd said the real uh, for Talon Card to appear. Uh, I said Jabroni. You did. You said the real. And it was Jabroni. So now Uncle Todd is only up by plus one. Can I have my glorious for a moment, please? I just just put some points on the board. No, I don't want to hear that. Give me the glow. I'm oh, still up luck. by a point. Oh, okay. you you Fine. are. Well, I scored something here. There we go. That's what I want to hear. Some glorious. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, number nine. This one was a huge disappointment. Uh, we will see a Salamiri. So Salamiri are these lizard-like creatures that generate a force-negating bubble, and Thrawn uses them to essentially defang any sort of Jedi that come near him. Uh, and uh, really hoping, you know, to see that. I was kind of hoping the uh, the contents from the catacombs were an entire army of Salamiri, but when when uh, Morgan Elsbeth said that would be three rotations worth of, of stuff coming out of there, I'm like, yeah, it's probably not Salamiri. Gosh darn it. It's a lot of Salamiri right there. Uh, well, we both said the real on that one. That's a big fat jabroni, so no Salamiri. Uh, number 10, we will see Jorah Sabath. Jorah Sabath was a clone uh, Jedi master, and uh, that did... That did not happen. That did not happen. I think the uh, the great mothers are going to end up being uh, a surrogate for him. But uh, we both said jabroni. That was jabroni, so we each get a point. Uh, number 11. Oh, this one hurts because all I had to do was change one word to say we will see or, or add two words, see or hear uh, one or more of Han Solo, Lando, and Princess Leia, and we would have nailed it. I actually would have got something for this one. Um but we will see one or more of Han Solo, Lando Calrissian, and Princess Leia. We saw none of them. We did hear from Princess Leia via C-3PO. Uh, like but that secondhand. Was, you didn't even I, like hear her voice, I said though. via C-3PO. I wasn't not saying okay, she but appeared. I'm, but you see, I would have argued that. We were had, had that you said close. You... That close. We were a spider pinch away. <laughs> spider <laughs> Isn't that the maneuver you use when it's like right there? You go pinch, right? You know? No? No. Or is that the claw? I do that. Okay. Yeah, it's a pinch. I'm not sure what. Okay. Anyways. Must be some sort of uh, Chicago thing. Uncle Todd said jabroni. I said the real. The correct answer is jabroni. Uncle Todd goes up plus two. There it is. Boy, listeners, you're going to be so tired of this. We're going to be responsible for for the fall of L.A. Knight's, you know, hot streak that he's on right now because we're going to run this theme into the ground. Number 12, we will see Luke Skywalker. Uh, Uncle Todd said the real to this. I did. Uh, You did. I said jabroni, and the correct answer was jabroni. So now Uncle Todd's lead is merely plus one. Uh, I get a little tickling of the uh, piano keys, please. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, number 13, we will see Zeb Aurelius. So Zeb, of course, uh, we saw in Mando season three. Uh, I believe it was in the kind of, uh, what would you call it? The, the postlude, uh, you know, a- after all the craziness had kind of settled out, we saw Zeb. Yeah, like the officer's uh, club, whatever. Yes, Little the Admiral's Club of uh, <laughs> the, the, the Rebel Pirates. Actually, it was more like the, it was more like the the makeshift bar in Mash. That's what it kind of looks like. 
Actually, well no. Done. You know, it was well Joe's Bar from uh, from season what three or four of uh, Galactica. Yep. Yep. I agree. No I piano agree. though. Uh, we both said the real uh, to seeing Zeb um, because it would have fit in with this being kind of like, you know, Rebel season five, but uh, we did not see Zeb. So that is a big old jabroni. So after the first section here, uh, first 13 rumors uh, called in or out, uh, I believe Uncle Todd is up by uh, plus two. I think we or no, plus one, plus one, plus one. Wait, no, I because you were never even and then I got that last one. Uh, no, you, I was, I was plus two. Let's see. Let's go through this real quick. I have it all calculated out, but nonetheless, we'll go through it here. One second. Uh, so you have a plus one here. You, oh no, wait a minute. Ah, plus one here. (laughs) I will litigate. (laughs) Plus two here. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, this was back down to plus one. Uh-huh. We're the same. We're the same. Uh-huh. Uh, this is plus two here. And uh-huh. now this is a plus one. You got this one wrong. You said we will see Luke Skywalker and we did not. So you are at a plus one going into the next section. Ron, Ron, right. draw my objection. I, I do love that you have the, uh, the uh, people's court music all queued up and ready to go. So, uh, all right. Our next section was called better than Ezra. This is uh, rumors kind of surrounding Ezra Bridger and boy, did we really punt on this one quite hor- horrifically. All right. Should we just uh, skip this one all together and just say what the adjusted score is? Do we need to embarrass ourselves? Nope. No, nope. we're, we're, we're going to go through this because for the first one, rumor uh, 14, Ezra Bridger will have turned to the dark side. Um, Uncle Todd correctly said jabroni. I said the real, and it was jabroni. Ezra was fully good, fully on the light side. Plus two now for Uncle Todd. Yeah, now he wants to count the score. It's like, oh, I don't want to count the score. Oh, wow, he got off his stool and he's dancing. Oh, my God. Lord help us all. <laughs> all right. Number 15, Thrawn and I Ezra. Think I busted are, a hip bone. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself. Thrawn and Ezra are working together. Uh, Uncle Todd correctly said jabroni. I said the real, and it was jabroni. You are now plus three, sir. Yes. All right. Number 16, Ezra fights Ahsoka. We both said the real. But it was jabroni. Uh, number seventeen, Sabine rescues Ezra. Uh, we both said the real on this one. Um, I said the real, uh, or, or I ruled this to be the real. Um, it really doesn't matter because either way, yeah. we either both gain or we both lose. But um, she kind of did in the in the end because she is the one who like force oomphs him right onto the uh, yeah. onto the ship. So yeah. Which I got to tell call. you, if it's anyone else, if you just see your uh, close friend for the first time exhibit some sort of power like that, are you going to trust jumping off <laughs> a tower and have them guide you up into that ship? That That is a, a great deal of faith that one Ezra Bridger showed in Sabine. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, you were you were foolish enough to trust me to take a rock bottom from me. 
Wow, fair enough. This goes to show how foolish friends can be, except they were sober. After this section, Uncle Todd is up plus three uh, on the man they call Tim. Let's see if uh, he can turn things around in the next section called What's Up With Thrawn? All right. What's up with Thrawn? What's up with Thrawn? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I have no idea how that song goes. I just... Victory is mine. Long live the Empire. All right, number 18. Thrawn is seeking Mount Tantus. We both said the real. That was a big great to have Thrawn's voice for like your GPS. Make a right hand turn in 600 feet. Victory is mine. (laughs) After every turn, (laughs) victory is mine. That would be awesome and incredibly annoying. <laughs> oh, after and, about and, after about ten and, miles, how like, does that shock. original line go? When when we first see him, he's like, "What was once a dream has now become a real, a frightful reality for those that may oppose us." Like that would be a wonderful thing as you're finally getting to your destination. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is a million dollar idea. I think we have a great, we got to take all the throwing, so, you know, one line. Well, the thing is, you're the one with all the tech knowledge. You can uh, do this. You can hack Siri and get, and get that go. going. That's right. Of all course, right, you probably 19. also get fired and like completely kicked out of your industry of choice, but well. it's so worth it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Number 19, Thrawn's plan after returning is to restart cloning at Mount Tantus. All we've seen so far is he's in Dathomir. So uh, mm. even though Uncle Todd and I both said the real on this, this is, again, a jabrona. All right. Uncle Todd is still up plus three. There has been no movement uh, since the prior section. Uh, number Constipation, 20. if you will. Indeed. Thrawn's master plan is to return the Empire to prominence. We said the real. That's pretty much a foregone conclusion. I don't know why I put this one in here, so apologies on that front. Uh, So each get a point for that, but everything stays even. Uh, Number 21. Thrawn's master plan is to prepare for an invasion from an unknown region's threat, the Grisk or the Yuzon Vong. Uh, we both said jabroni, and that is also a jabroni. There is, uh, although I will say one one aspect of the season that I thought was cool was the introduction of this, the, you know, the fact that the, there's another whole galaxy that they have to jump to, and it kind of opens mm. the door. I think we talked about this when we did these picks. It does open the door if Filoni and company want to bring in, you know, once they get through Thrawn, if they want to bring in another threat. Now that that galaxy has been established, it would be reasonable to have this group kind of come in since they were originally kind of from the outer regions uh, or yeah. from, you know, from, from the unknown or outer regions, um, you know, and even better give star way. Wars fans a completely new thing to comp- piss and moan about. Yeah. Well, and actually a reason Yay. for the empire and the new Republic to come together. Like maybe that's a point where they actually have to kind of come together because the threat is so great that, it really doesn't matter who's in power. They're going to get wiped out one way or another. So, And again, it'll be something for Star Wars fans to piss and moan about. Yay. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, number 22, Thrawn. Oh, sorry. So for 21, we both said Jabroni. It was Jabroni. Number 22, Thrawn is beginning his quest to find the Katana fleet. That is kind of actually another point I forgot to mention is in um, The Last Jedi, we have in the very beginning a Dreadnought-class ship. Now, it's not said that it's from the Katana fleet, but I'm wondering if they're going to use Thrawn, you know, having the, the the contents of the catacombs, if they, in fact, 
are being, you know, just individuals being resurrected, are they going to, is he, you know, is he going to make a play for the Katana fleet and bring this massive army of dreadnought ships in as his means of, of, you know, kind of decimating Coruscant because essentially he may have the manpower to actually run them. So who knows, but uh, that would, that would be kind of interesting, but uh, not for this season though. Season one, no Katana fleet, no mention of it. Uh, Jabroni from uncle Todd and I, Jabroni is the result. Uh, number 23, Thrawn will use Salamiri to trap Ahsoka. Uh, we both said the real, that was a big old Jabroni because there wasn't a Salamiri in sight the whole season. We are. Number 24, Thrawn has harnessed the power of the Purgles. Uh, that's a big old jabroni. He was, if anything, he was harnessing the power of the minefield to basically destroy them. <laughs> oh, good. And honestly, when I first saw that, when, when I saw the way all those mines were spread out from the jump point, that reminded me a lot of that whole thing around Coruscant from The Last Command, mm. where he, like, he would set those sorts of traps and stuff. And I'm like... Yeah. I was telling my wife, I'm like, this is what, this is why Thrawn is such a great character. Like he doesn't just let things be. He, you know, and then she looked at I me I got to ask you, when you're, idiot. when you're saying things like that, does your wife react the same way mine does where she's just like, why in the ever loving crap did I say yes? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Kind of. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> um, my mind does. She's like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go over and nap here. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, so Jabroni all around for that. Number 25, Thrawn will ride a Purgle. Yes, we actually threw that in there because we needed to have our comp. Uh, we needed to have a little bit of a uh, like you know, kind slim of a joke. Like on the nuke in That's Dr. Right. Strangelove. That's right. Uh, can't someone, can't not- someone make that happen in like CGI? I want that so badly. Possibly. Possibly. I'll get to work. Uh, Thrawn did not ride a pearl, so that's jabroni all around, so we get points for that. Uh, number 26, last one of this section. Um, I actually I actually uh, ruled this as the real. Purgles will once again whisk a character away to the unknown regions. Now, I know Perdia is not the unknown regions, but I did find it funny that technically the Purgles did whisk Ahsoka and her, her droid uh, away to uh, that galaxy. So I called that the real. We both got it. We, we, we both guessed the real. I figured give us a couple points. Why not? Sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> after this section, we are still, uh, Uncle Todd is still plus three upon me. Uh, next section, what's up with Ahsoka? Uh, uh-huh. Number 27, uh, Anakin is guiding Ahsoka through this journey. Now, we may need to have a discussion on this one because you said jabroni. I said the real. I kind of ruled this the real because Anakin's presence throughout this season was a theme. And there is an element of his presence in five or four that steers her in the direction of going and pursuing Sabine. So and then we have the ending where she declares she's where she needs to be and her master is there seeing overseeing where she's at so i kind of feel like he has been a guide for her um she references the recordings on the ship um so i'm feeling the real on this one but hands up little snug the 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 only thing i can i can be a little litigious with here is throughout um because to me that's that's a little bit more than 
Well, so yeah, there's there's an outsized influence in one episode, and then there's a exhibit. sideways mention of him in one other. However, no. by Star Wars standards, mm-hmm. you know, that's throughout. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to go with that because yeah, it it, it kind of fits the the container in which it's placed. Thank you. Well, there, there's also the training she was doing on the ship. So before she before they made the trip to the other galaxy, she was doing training that was well, yeah. steeped in in his you know yeah. In Which his I, guidance, th- I thought isn't that so. the, referencing the rec- like right after that she references the recording. It's like oh he made I think all so those yeah. recordings yeah. Which all I right, mean so by Todd, Star Wars standards is like oh yeah he was all over that piece you know yeah. So Uncle Todd's up by plus two. Uh, can I get my uh, my piano please? Oh, because you gained one point. Yeah. I want to take my victories where I can get them. Thank there you. you. I want a glorious as well. Come on now. Jeez Louise. I'll tell you, you what, you, when you, you go you, up, you then get you get a glorious. You get five minutes of L.A. night, and I, and I get like two seconds of uh, Oh, what? Of you glorious. want to hear some more L.A. night? Okay, we can uh, do that. Number 28. He wants to see, see you dancing. Come on. What are you doing? We, we will see a flashback. Are to you gonna Anakin. you're gonna deny the megastar? Really? Well, it's it's almost midnight where you are. I'm trying to be respectful of time. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. We will see a flashback to Anakin and Ahsoka. We both said the real. Um, I put this as the real world between worlds. I think uh, that was definitely. Well, no, we saw a, a ton uh, of like flashbacks within that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so points all around for us here. Oh, here's another one. Uh, Ahsoka finds Ezra. Uh, Uncle Todd correctly said Jabroni. I said the real, and the answer was Jabroni because it is Sabine who finds Ezra. So Uncle Todd plus three. Why is he <sighs> dancing? I'm not dancing right now. Maybe at the end. I'll give you a little, you know, shoulder shimmy or something like that. I don't know. I, again, I'm trying to get through this because you were complaining about, you know, it's oh, Tim is, Tim's grumpy. He, Tim is grumpy. <laughs> Tim's getting tired. <laughs> he's he's going to be out in front yelling at kids to get off his lawn. All right. Number his wife's going to be like, those are squirrels, dear. Come back inside. Good God. All right, number 30, last one of this section, Ahsoka saves Ezra. We both said Jabroni. I actually put the real on this one because technically in episode seven, she does come in and provide some backup for them when they are surrounded and being attacked by Shin Hati and the uh, roving band of ne'er-do-wells. We already have uh, uh, Sabine saving Ezra, Right. No, Sabine finds Ezra. No, there was Rescu- wasn't no, there. Sabine a- rescues Ezra. Sabine okay. rescues Ezra. Wow, you are you're trying to play such a fracking technicality here, dude. It it doesn't just really saying. matter. We both said jabroni and it's the real. We don't get any points. Oh, okay, then never mind. You're still at plus 3. <laughs> it's like you're it's you're like- arguing uh, you know, gravity at that point. All right. Next section. Oh, well, you want to argue gravity? Nobody expects the Jedi Inquisition. All right, number 31. 
I practice that all day. Number that's 31. That's very the, good, by the way. Thank you. The The Inquisitor Ahsoka fights is in a flashback. Uh, Uncle Todd said the real, I said the jabroni, and that was, in fact, the jabroni. So Uncle Todd is now only up by plus two. Can I get the piano? Tickled keys, please. Thank you very much. Oh, he's going to let it go, isn't he? <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right the number 32 the inquisitor is barris offy um i don't have the article open for who barris offy is it was some character from like clone wars or potentially Sounds rebels like a that... character from a british sitcom <laughs> yeah basically well anyways we both said jabroni it was jabroni moving on to number 33 uh the inquisitor <clears throat> Thank you, Cheeky. The Inquisitor is Mara Jade. We both said the real. That was a big fat jabron. Did you know we forgot to put in here? The Inquisitor is a big pile of dust. That's what we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ahsoka stabs him in the torso. It's like, <laughs> and then and then oh, Keith Richards man. snorts him. Yeah, basically. basically. Uh, right, right, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so down, the Inquisitor. Down, 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 down. Oh, sorry. There we go. The, the Inquisitor was not Mara Jade, and therefore uh, we both got that wrong. And then lastly, uh, the Inquisitor is Ezra Bridger. This was the one we were all kind of expecting that the, it was going to be the big reveal that Ezra was the bad guy I, and, and working with Thrawn. Who's this um, we all? You got a mouse over there in your pocket? We talked about. Yeah, uh, okay. You're going to claim ignorance again with your memory? <laughs> Era, I don't recall. <laughs> that, that could have been anyone's ass. <laughs> and you know what? It could have been. You can't prove that's not me. You can't prove it is me. There's no birthmark there. <laughs> that ingrown hair could have been from anybody. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I love how you move your microphone away like you still can't hear it. People I'm doing this so wiping my eyes without without hitting the microphone. Oh my god. Oh. That was hysterical. But what an attractive ass it is. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> Firm. Supple and shapely. I would like to compliment whoever's ass that is. Even though it may not be mine. <laughs> what an ass. Oh, 11 out of 10, I say. Oh, my God. It's too bad it. we shall never know who it belongs to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've officially gone off the rails. Oh, my God. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> Okay. You broke out the tissues. That was great. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, we are next. Uh, <laughs> we're moving on to next. <laughs> ne moving on to the next ass section. I mean, section <laughs> ass. Oh, crap. <laughs> the next section. Turn the other cheek. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> All right. Finally, uh, not finally, uh, ne next to the last section, what's up with that? Ooh. Next to the last? Are you what questions do we have that? here? All right. Well, this one I think is where things go off the rails for me because I 
when I wrote these, I was assuming the, and I think I said this already, the space gyroscope that we saw in like the early episodes of the season where they located that, you know, galaxy. For some reason, I thought that was like the world between worlds when, when it was being referred to as that. Um, so a lot of these that I wrote probably don't, I, I mean, in some ways they make sense because we did see the world between worlds, but I wrote, it was almost like by accident. So, um, somehow my error was not as bad as it could have been. Um, Dude, that's, but number th- that's the message of my entire life right there. <laughs> Number 35, the world between worlds deals with time travel. Um, I kind of put this as, I mean, we both said jabroni. I put it as jabroni because, I, I mean, it jumped through time, but it, I wouldn't call it time travel. It was more like no, memories. Yeah, flashbacks. So I said jabroni on that. Uh, number 36, the world between worlds deals with different realities. Uh, Uncle Todd said jabroni. I said the real. Um, I put this as jabroni because uh, this was dealing this while it was dealing with different flashbacks in time. I wouldn't call them different realities. It was just a flashback. So um, so Uncle Todd goes up, I believe, now plus four. (sighs) So. Yeah. Celebrate it while you can. So, or, or are we at plus three? I, I have it all calculated out, so sorry if I've I've lost uh, sure track plus here. Plus four. Plus four? Okay. Sure. Uh, number 37, the world between worlds is connected to Thrawn's plans. Uh, Uncle Todd said jabroni. I said the real. It was jabroni, so he is now at plus five. There you go. All right. Number 38, Balin Skull and Shin Hati are connected to Thrawn's plans. We both said the real. It was, in fact, the real. So we got that correct. Uh, number. Th- Thank you, Stevie. And then number 39, Barris Afi will have a redemption arc. So, again, this character who sounds like they're from an English play. Um, it's a, basically, it's Mephisto for Star Wars, basically. Yeah, like like we'll bring this up in the next, you know, real and jabroni based on Star Wars. Barris Afi will make an appearance. Um, <laughs> we both said jabroni. It was jabroni because there was no character named Barris Afi. Um, so got that right. Uh, number 40, the Chimera will be involved in battle. I actually put the real on this one. When I wrote it, I was thinking about Chimera in like space battle. But mm. in a way, Chimera was in a battle because it was raining, you know, fire down upon Ahsoka and and Ezra and Sabine. So um, yeah. we both said the real. I put the real for this one. So that is where we land there. So Uncle Todd is, I believe, at a plus five right now. Plus five. Uh, finally, we are in our last section uh, called "When the Man Comes Around," uh, and this Otherwise is where we... known as "Everybody Gonna Die." Indeed, indeed. And so we'll start running through these. Uh, number forty-one: Ahsoka will die. Uh, Uncle Todd correctly said jabroni. I said the real answer was correctly jabroni. Uh, so he. So you're at plus six. Okay. Um, I think we miscounted somewhere because anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you why when we get to the end, but, um, anyways, number 42, Sabine will die. It's going to be a hanging Chad somewhere in here and I'm going to lose. No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, 
Sabine will die. We both said Jabroni. It was Jabroni. Uh, number 43, Hera will die. We both said Jabroni. That was Jabroni as well. Hera is alive and well. Number 44, Ezra will die. Well, he almost did, trusting himself to be forced pushed yeah. by Sabine, um, which I I would think in reality no one would even trust their person, their friend to do that. But nonetheless, Jabroni all around. Jabroni is the result. Number 45, Balin and Shin will be defeated. That is Jabroni's all around because they really weren't defeated at all. It was kind of a stalemate. Um, so they are still functioning and, uh, you know, pursuing different paths. Number 46, Ahsoka will complete Sabine's training as a Jedi. Uh, Uncle Todd said Jabroni. I said the real. And uh, I put this one as Jabroni because I don't know that you can call her as, you know, complete you know, training. If anything, she can now continue her training in a more focused way. So she she managed um, to execute one force push. Yes. Yes. So let me just refer to my uh, spreadsheet here. So what number was that? We just did 46. Yeah. Good question. 46. So. Yeah. So you would be at a plus six at this point. That's where you'd be. All right. <clears throat> Uncle Todd's at a plus six. Uh, it's going to take a miracle for the man they call Tim to come back. Number 47. Thrawn will succeed in starting to rebuild the Empire. Uh, we both said the real on this. And I actually mark this as the real because, in a way, he is starting to rebuild the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. That's his Just him showing up. It's like all of a sudden now there's a competent dude in the room. It's like, oh, hey, you got a chance. Yep. Yep. Uh, number 48, Thrawn will have a conversation with Mon Mothma. Now, I should have put Thrawn will have a conversation with Ahsoka because he has that fantastic, like, you know, braggadocious moment at the end there. But I was kind of hoping he mm. would be uh, popping up on the holo net to uh, let Mon Mothma know that he's uh, back in town. But nonetheless, did not happen. We both said the real. It was a jabroni, so we don't get points for that. Number 49, Thrawn will succeed in uniting the Imperial Remnant and New Republic for the coming invasion. This, of course, is built on the idea that he's a herald of an invasion from an outside force of some kind, the Yuzong Vong or the Grisk. Uh, of course, that was not even close to what happened. We both said Jabroni. Jabroni was the result. So uh, we each get points for that. And then lastly, uh, number 50, the Uncle Todd super special bonus question. Uh, at least four people listened to this whole episode without fast forwarding. Uh, I, Uncle Todd said jabroni. I put the real. Um, I do have the emails in my inbox. Uh, it is the real. And, I'd like to uh, see some screenshots, sir. I'd like uh, well, to see some you, screenshots. You, you can get them later on, so I will. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I will mark it as such. Uh, with all that being said, uh, we are now looking at a plus five for Uncle Todd. So, uh, with a score of forty-two to thirty-two, a ten-point thrashing that he just put me through. Uh, Uncle Todd is now one bourbon bottle up on the man they called him. Congratulations, sir. And everybody's going to be saying, Uncle Todd. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. Well done. Well done. Thank you very you, much. Uh, Thank you very you much. You outdid me it. in the real and jabroni for Ahsoka. 
But yeah, if we go back and look, I, I didn't do a full count, but I think uh, the number of reels was like 10 or less and uh, <laughs> out of 50. Out of 50 yeah, we, rumors. Holy moly. It was a little rough. A little snug. <sighs> a little snug. A little snug. Yep. Well done, sir. Well well done on your prognostication uh, skills. Well, thank you. And I expect that bottle of Pappy 23 to be making its way to, uh, to Maine shortly. I, I do want to give a quick fantasy football update. Uh, final has come in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, man they call Tim has tied this week. Not a win, not a loss, but a tie. 194 to 194. I'm very disappointed that uh, the uh, the Dallas defense could not have, uh, you know, tanked it anymore. But <laughs> un, uh, just, just ridiculous. To bed. Just ridiculous. Yeah, all right. Anyways, uh, that is all for Real and Jabroni, sir. Well done. Well, well done, sir. And once again, as always, well done coming up with uh, sleuthing around the interwebs and, and finding all of these rumors in the first place, composing a few yourself. And, and being able to work a spreadsheet because that is something that I, as as an adult grown man, I can't do it. I, I, I suck at it. Formulas. I've got oh, yeah. colored cells. I've got sorting going on. I mean, it's 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 a whole product in and of itself. I should sell it. Uh, you ought to. You really ought to. I don't know who yeah. would buy it, but go right ahead. Hey, you got right. my blessing for all that matters. All right. And another thing. Well, what do you got for in another thing this week? Uh, I'm going to keep mine simple because I'm, I'm, I'm fading pretty fast here. <laughs> but basically, uh, uh, I am just coming off of a, a wonderful vacation uh, that I spent with my wife last week. Uh, we, we flew uh, from Chicago to uh, Washington, D.C. And now, how did you uh, fly? Oh, first class, baby, all the way. First class. No, the, the, and the thing that's surprising there is this was not Tim just flying by himself. This is Tim bringing somebody else and paying yes. for the extra first class seat. Absolutely. Spare no expense. So, uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, so, thank you, Mr. Hammond. Got to, uh, and, you know. And when did the dinosaurs group? eat the Washington Monument? <laughs> <laughs> that could have been any dinosaur's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Those scales on them cheeks, they had a distinct pattern. <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, we, we were there from Tuesday through Saturday. Um, and uh, no, I just, just had a great time. Um, so my end, another thing is just, uh, you know, for any listeners who, who have families who, who may not be aware of this, uh, much of what you can do in D.C. around the museums and the, uh, you know, the memorials and that sort of thing is, is all free. It's, it's all free. Um, a couple of them have started to do timed entries where you have to just reserve a time or just get tickets for a certain time because they're trying to think, uh, control the flow of, of crowds, you know, in and out. But, um, but, but it's free. It's, you don't have to pay anything. So it's, it's, it's a real nice way to bring, you know, the family, see some history, um, a lot of variation in the museums, you know, a lot of great exhibits. Um, we actually uh, went up to a local bookstore uh, that was hosting a book talk with uh, with uh, with an NPR personality that we've listened to a lot. Got to meet him. Uh, you know, he signed the book and everything. And so, uh, um, but just all around, just DC is just such a great place. A lot of great restaurants. Um, went to this one called Founding Farmers. Uh, it's uh, um, you know really like all the food is based. Um, I, I think it's this. Uh, 
I'm, I'm not coming up with the right word, but this collection of farms, um, I, I don't know what to call it, but like it's kind co-op. of a, uh, kind of like a co-op in, in in a way, but but they they provide you know uh, all, all all the fresh meats and vegetables and things like that, and so the, it's not quite a scratch kitchen, but it's pretty close. Um, and so you know, just had had great meal there. Um, uh, you know, just uh, went to Old Ebbet. Um, uh, I think it's called Old Ebbet's Grill or something like Old Ebbet's. Oh God, I'm forgetting. My brain is not working at this hour. Let me just look it up real quick. Oh yeah. Old Ebbet Grill. I was right. Um, great, great restaurant with a lot of history in the DC area. Um, and then there's some offshoots of it. It was a place called the Hamilton we went to, which was great and a great brunch there. So a lot of good, good places to eat. Um, a lot of great sites to see did, I think after the five days we did about 35 miles of walking, uh, all total. So, uh, one day in particular, we walked 10 miles. Um, I think that was Wednesday. Um, got to see the Capitol, did a tour inside the Capitol. So just, uh, I, I would just he was say actually up, he was actually up to be Speaker of the House at one point. He was, was, he was leading yeah, the votes, I, but I, he couldn't quite get a consensus. Indeed. I, I was trying to use um, one of those dry erase markers to just X out, you know, the name that was up there and just kind of write my own. I can um, use a but, spreadsheet. But no, I don't know. I um, but nonetheless, uh, I, I would just recommend, uh, highly recommend it as, as, as a destination. You know, if you're looking for a vacation idea, it is a great, great place to visit. Um, I would avoid it in August. Uh, apparently, the temperatures there are just awful. Um, oh, yeah. we, 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 we've done it ourselves, but the humidity is awful. Oh, We the Pizza. That is a fantastic pizza place if you ever go. Uh, I tried a variety of pizzas. I sent Uncle Todd a picture of one of them. Uh, it was called the, it was kind of like the Bacon Lovers or, or Bacon Me Crazy is what they call it. Um, and uh, and tried, a, a, they had a buffalo chicken one. They had one called the Butcher's Block, which is literally like every meat known to man on a slice. Uh, it was it was just incredible. So uh, highly recommend Washington, D.C. Do check it out. And uh, yeah. That is my end. Another thing. What is yours, sir? And for the record, uh, when Tim was at one of these restaurants, he sent me the menu and, and said, "Unfortunately, no deviled eggs." As it so happened, I happened to be yes. out eating, and there were deviled eggs, and I was That's eating right. them at the same time. That's right. Uh, you want to talk about you know serendipity? It is a thing. Uh, my uh, you, and another you, thing. The universe heard us, my friend. The universe heard us. I know, which is very rare. I wish the universe heard me a little more often. <laughs> Thanks, universe. Um, <laughs> not speaking here of the WWE universe. Uh, yes. My and another thing is uh, the Longmire Mystery series of books by Craig Johnson. And uh, these are the books that the series Longmire was based on. Go figure. Uh, it's very interesting because I've, I'm, I kind of am in the middle of like a third, maybe a fourth rewatch of Longmire. And it's funny because uh, my mom, who now lives with us, she's now getting into this show. So every time ah. she's like, hey, you going to watch your show tonight? I'm like, no, I can't watch tonight. Oh, <laughs> so she's disappointed. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to read the, the, the source material and mm-hmm. to see the differences in the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, of course, you know, going from one medium to another, changes have to be made. You can't, you very rarely take a book one for one and change it into anything else because there's things that are strictly work in book world that don't work as well in TV world or movie world. So it's interesting to see how they change some of the characters. And I, mm. because I came to the, the show first, I don't, I, I can't think of, you know, Walt Longmire as anybody, but the actor who played him. I can't think of mm. Vic as anybody, but Kate, Katie Sackoff. 
even though the, the description of the character is very different. Yeah. I can't think of, of Henry as anybody but Lou Diamond Phillips, and so on and so forth. And and overall, I can appreciate the, the changes that they made, but I can also kind of appreciate the source material because to me it's like a totally different thing. Yeah. Um, but it, it is that same, they did get the same flavor of mystery, mm. you know, that you get in the book. And I, I do appreciate that. And it is, it is well written. It's a series, so, you know, there's a little bit of a recap at the beginning of each, you know, each time they, in, they reintroduce a character at the beginning of each book, you kind of get a feel for who it is. So that can be kind of a little monotonous. I think I'm on the third book right now. And just starting, I'm like, oh, yeah, because we got to reintro everybody, you know, that sort of thing. But it's, you know, it's minor. And then you get into the meat of the story and you're like, oh, yeah. Mm. And so for me, kind of the thing is every so as I'm going through these books, I'm like, okay, now which story, which episodes or which story arc is this based off of? That sort of thing. Uh, but they're very, they're fun. They're, they're well written. You know, you can kind of, you can kind of speed through them. I'm not an extraordinarily fast reader, mm. but even I just kind of go through them pretty quick and I don't feel like I'm missing a lot it's not like I'm speed reading them uh, but they're they're good they're fun books and they're they're you know it, it's good clean fun with a lot of dead bodies <laughs> kind of nice. sounds weird to describe murder mysteries as good clean fun but hey indeed there it is indeed nice well thank you to all the members of the free range idiocy congregation who have stuck with us this long uh, either for the, through the first episode or through this one it's been a haul. Uh, you know what? Damn it. Buy yourself a drink on us. You deserve it. Um, if you have not yet become part of the Free Range EDC congregation, if you have not converted, uh, then what you need to do is need to go, f- go to freerangeedc.com and follow us there. You can get all of our episodes at, at that website, and uh, you can download them one by one. You can just download all of them. You can subscribe directly through the Podbean app. If you say to yourself, you know, I got plenty of damn apps in my life and not enough mozzarella sticks then fine don't get the podbean app just go to the podcast purveyor of your choice and search for free range edc chances are we are on them we're on all the biggies apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify pandora uh alexa or amazon they have terrible branding for whatever amazon's platform is i don't i have no fracking idea what it's called um a whole bunch of others like you know Ralph's House of Podcasts, you know, I'm sure we're on all of those. And go ahead and just subscribe there and, you know, hey, we we give you the big thumbs up cheap pop for that one. We appreciate it. If you mm-hmm. uh if you would like to follow us on the social medias, you can find us on Instagram. We are on uh we're also on Facebook, we're on YouTube. If you want to get all of your full episodes via YouTube, if you like the YouTubes, uh, all of our episodes wind up on YouTube, so you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can get all the episodes there too. We don't discriminate. Uh However you want to listen to us, that's, you know, well, that's your fault. Um, and then if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, you can send those to Tim at FreeRangeEDC.com. He is our scribe. He is our fount of all things true and righteous in this world. And uh, he's just a much nicer person than I am. So he likes to answer those emails, even though he just blatantly made up the fact that he had emails in his inbox about people who had actually listened to the first show. Uh that is utter horse pucky, but you know what? I'll let it slide. Um, you send those to Tim at freerangeac.com, and he'll get back to you forthwith, if not sooner. Those are like show ideas, any questions you have for us, 
or if you just want to say like, hey, this person on the interwebs said hello to us, feel free to send those to us. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it has come time for me to stop flapping my gums and to turn this over to the less idiotic of the two idiots who run this show to kick us on home, but not before I ask the second most important question in all of human history. The first, of course, being what is hip. The second being, what the hell did we learn this episode? We've learned the following. Uh, we've learned the man they call Tim's fantasy team. <laughs> As Uncle Todd turns around and sees if I there's a I keep hearing these noises, and quite honestly, it's <laughs> freaking me out. Oh, my God. Anyways, hearing things, folks. Uh, man they call Tim's fantasy team is uh, showing grit and, and toughness uh, this, uh, By this week. By toughing out a tie? Okay. With, hey, it's not a loss. It's a tie. Oh. Wow. You were talking big before, and now all of a sudden the humility comes in. Oh, come on now. It's all it's all uphill from here. It's all taken you know off what? at this point. It's like LA night. It's gonna just take off. It's gonna be like you rocket just strapped to be to the back true of to yourself. Team. Maintain your confidence. You know what? Mm-hmm. Just claim it. That ass was your ass in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing we also learned, and Uncle Todd just hit on it. Uh, we we've also learned uh, that uh, Edge, aka Adam Copeland, aka Cope. Uh, is is an AEW, but he's uh, I, I don't know if he's going to light the world on fire the same way as one CM Punk did. So we we, we shall see. We shall see. We've also learned that Uncle Todd texts a man they call Tim uh, articles for the show, and then apparently doesn't read them. So <laughs> I read it. Okay, I read it, and then I forgot about it completely. <laughs> to the fact learned... that when I was when I was looking at the outline, I'm like, where the hell did that come from? We have also learned that the man they call Tim and Uncle Todd both suffer from memory issues. Me can't remember the word catacombs until 20 minutes later, and Uncle Todd doesn't remember the article he read. So we're all brand loyal at the end of the day. Isn't that what you're going to start a pool on? Which 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 host this podcast is going to pee himself and not notice the entire episode? No lie. No lie. We have also learned that Ahsoka was a fantastic season, even though uh, Manly Colton had a couple things to quibble about. It was still a fan-fantastic show and uh, just a great season overall. Looking forward to the next round of content once the actors' strike uh, comes to an end. Uh, and uh, finally, we have also we have learned uh, that for this round, at least, Uncle Todd is the better man, coming out 42-32, 10 point victory. Uh, man, they called him. Tips his hat to him, and uh, we will find out what reasonably wait, priced wearing, bourbon he is going to want. You're not wearing a hat. Well, I can see you now, and you're not tipping your cap hat. to me. It's a meta- metaphorical hat. You have like I two different caps behind you. You could actually yeah, well, like, legitimately like tip your up. cap. Yeah, well. Wow, how disrespectful is that? Yeah, I'll, I'll Just I'll how tip. disrespectful is that? There, I'm, I'm tipping the cap. There you go. <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> jiggle the monitor like, there you go. Shut That's up. That's right. <laughs> That's all you're getting from me at 1040 in the evening. Oh. With all that being said, uh, thank you for the mm. listenership. Uh, our last episode, uh, we appreciate on Podbean. The 12 of you that downloaded the episode, and uh, don't, it's, it's don't up from. Give out the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling pretty good until right now. It's just Podbean. When you look at YouTube, we have a lot more folks that hit us up there, so it's, it's all good. And we know there's at least four that listened to the whole episode that we did of Free Your Bone, so, you know. Uh, nonetheless, thank you for the listenership. We appreciate it, as always. And to wrap things up, uh, be safe. 
Be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. It is that time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. The range is closed. It's like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. Get out. And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. Dara, if somebody's going to be taking pictures, make sure that you have your ass covered. <laughs> or at the very least, outed. Do you still... <laughs> Do you see how one phrase just sets there's, him off? There's <laughs> nothing worse than a nice, than a harsh glare coming off of a cheek. Oh my gosh! <laughs> there's no filter for that. There's no filter for that. How do you, how do you remove oh. white glare off an ass cheek? Photoshop one, won't do that. AI one, won't do that. One last thing that we learned is that Thrawn's debut and his presence in the season was glorious. Was it not, sir? It was. It was. That that was a cutie hit the music. His, do you think his ass cheeks are a deeper blue than the rest I of them? I don't him? think about that at all. That that is clearly something you have been thinking about, but not me. No. I'm good. Well, I'm good. You, you ought to you ought to give it some thought. Now get the hell out of here.